Okay, welcome back. Another thank you, thank you. Unclick podcast. Yep. With Stoked to be here. We got Glad Demarcus Paul. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Ratty Maddie. Hello. No, no last name included. <laughs> no last name included. <laughs> that's so, for that's for secret stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you know, you know. We'll you talk know, about you know. that maybe. Yeah. Right. Maybe. And then uh, brought to you by Traction Coffee. Unclicked. Got to get it on screen. Actually, that's what my turndowns look like. Right, <laughs> very unclick. Same. <laughs> no, right. uh, that's like I'll just get it out of the gate. I don't care. I'll get a lot of hate for it. I don't do turndowns, and the only turndown I've ever clicked was an opposite one, and it was at my buddy oh. Kaiser's house in his backyard, and I didn't know how to get out of it, so I ate shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like jumped the hit and was like, oh, "This is it!" And then uh, like boom, because it was my opposite way. So, so you, I was so you, cl- you clicked, but you didn't never. I clicked, but I never got it. You un-clicked. never unclicked. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So seven dollars <laughs> of every bag goes to a fund to get somebody out here which is probably filled up and i just need to stop uh focusing on other things and get that person out here so uh, gary burns <clears throat> gary burns i think we talked about that a little yeah, bit that's my vote yeah uh gary burns ratty maddie delicious coffee by the way i tried their yes. Papua new guinea they sent me some i was stoked oh hell yeah 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 Papua new guinea and the guatemala yeah so Very nice uh maddie works for a coffee company, yep. Cafe Moto, yep. out here in San Diego. Kind of, I mean, I, I know your role switched up lately. So, yeah, I might but. be going back and potentially doing, like, service and maintenance work mm-hmm. for them, like on espresso machines. We can get into uh, why that job switch is coming up in a little bit. Yeah. You know? So, uh, no bad thoughts. The little behind the scenes on the 270 thing should drop tomorrow, probably. I, I had those kink dudes in town, and it just... Sweet. My life, yeah. You had a yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was pulled thin there for a little bit, um, but glad to have you on the official unclicked. It's funny Dude. because because Maddie sent me a audio snippet that he had saved for a while. At some point, Dennis said like, "Oh, I'd like to get Maddie on ah, unclicked once once the really video part like drops." It. And he's like, "Does this mean the video the video part's out? Does it mean I get to be on the podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want me to play it? No, it's okay. All right, it's all okay, right. we know what Dennis sounds. It like. was. It was well, just so just so listeners, you don't have to go back and like check it. But it was, um, oh, I don't even remember who was on it. It was just you and you and Dennis kind of just riffing, yeah. and you had mentioned something about like if you want to go crazy or jump over people. Um, Dennis was like, "Oh yeah, if you want to flow around, like go have a session with Maddie at, at OB." And you're like, "Well, Maddie doesn't really flow; around. he like jumps people." Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Just like I've like legitimately seen him like jump over a skater who wouldn't move. You oh know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he went like, "Oh, side note, like when he's in here." But that was. That was something where I still feel like a 16-year-old kid riding, you mm-hmm. know? And then when I think of, like, whoa, Dennis Anderson said that about me, I'm like, ooh, I got yeah. all excited. <laughs> no, so I, I went that. back and was like, I ain't going to tell anybody that I'm going to record this, but I'm going to record this, and when I feel down, I'm playing that shit. <laughs> and it's like one minute of confidence boost to the max, you know? I just feel so good after I listen to stuff like that. I, 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 like I that. did a very similar thing. I brought up a story yesterday with the Kink Dudes that – I did a gap up in North County at a school and then Aiken came in like eight months later or a year later or something and filmed the same gap. And I was like, that is a fucking yeah. best thing yeah. in the entire fucking planet. Yeah. I did nice. something that, that Aiken, Aiken thought up. was worth filming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course he did it. Uh, I think it was switch of course. And it was, uh, and he made it look a thousand times easier yeah. slash better than yeah. I did. But I was still like, 
still same spot. Amazing. Yeah. 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 So, oh yeah. Here, yeah. hang on. Before we get into anything. those like non compliment compliments, <laughs> yeah. you know, like where some people would be offended, like no. oh, but I'm to me, I'm like that was well. There's a highlight yeah. of my I think highlight. it's I think it's a different career. We, we come from. <laughs> <laughs> career you do everything so look at that we can, we can put that into your career all right i gotta thing. ask did you really do that that uh rail on your 40th birthday yeah yeah oh, that was Bro, I saw so that. good no, dude. Talking, i saw that and it was like wait a second like so he just oh i i was i watched it so many times because i wanted to be like okay does he have the right like shin marks on oh, like yeah, just yeah. to make sure it was this time yeah of no your life. it was it was i turned i turned 40 on monday the 16th and i woke up and we went to city heights and i jumped on the rails there a couple times from like four feet back and i was that like rails no dude it's like, like oh, you have to go. swerve into so, the run it's like no, no, see, no was, i cheated like, in that sense because they, no they, they, well, they, they trim the back and then so you can like monster truck up and then mm. I wasn't planning on bringing a board, but Gary had one in his, in his, in his van and he put a board a, across the little planter thing circle. and yeah. it literally was like, like it made the yeah. run up, it, it, it made the yeah. run up because you had like S in mm-hmm. either way. And I was like, that was like the most stressful part. And once he put the board down and I rode over it once, I was like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. Like it literally just like straightforward. Straight it just made it yeah. nothing. Yeah. So it That's was like three or four run ups. So we were out serious. And, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool in the sense that we were like out and like. 15 20 minutes yeah, i literally well, got there put the board down three run-ups i think i bitched out once and then it's done you know well, it's like, yeah, big yeah, yeah yeah i think it's no joke but yeah i want to go grind it like, i'm gonna hire uh an emt and on my 50th birthday i'm gonna go back and ice it <laughs> i thought you were about to ice it when i watched it i know like, i thought about it for a second <laughs> that's you know, so sick one man. second i was like i, I no. Just like, let's go. Dude, let's please, go home. So. Please tell me that that is like kind of a joke, but kind that's, of serious. That's mostly a joke. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's like, well, we can, we that's like 90% right. we'll of a joke, but we'll see it. what it's feel like when I'm 50. Just wear but. like the old chest protector. And and, like... and see what the rail looks like. Oh, for true. Ten, 10 years in San Diego is a long time yeah. for a spot. That's so, true. It is. That's as, true. We, as we know, we should do another one of those 30-year videos, by the way. Interesting but. that you bring that up. Carlo Wick. Carlo Wick? Yeah. 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 Um, he asked one of the questions and that was one of the things that I circled. Oh, so we'll, yeah, yeah. so we'll touch base on that. Yeah. Uh, but I want to change gears. I had this little Buddha's little instructional book. It's like, uh, it's from Jack Cornfield. He's like a Buddhist teacher and everything up in the Bay area. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> these have some really amazing, just like quotes and like inspirational type things. And I would like you guys to just turn to a random page, like the back, like five or six pages are all like, you know, just writing and stuff. So, don't don't turn to like the very back in the center, but um, just open this up, see what see what uh, whichever page you land on, and if you want to read it out loud, cool. If not, internalize it, but then talk about what you think about it. I might this keep is it something to myself. first. What? So I might keep it to myself if that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Of course, but show me, please. All right. If you want to, if you want to read it out loud, that would be nice for everybody. But you can keep what it means to you to yourself. Karma can change life like the swish of a horse's tail. Nice. And we talked about horses earlier, too. We did. You can't stare at it. Oh, I guess you yeah. could. Most of the sor- sorrows on... Jeez, uh, I can't even read. Most of the sorrows of the earth human humans cause for themselves. Mm-hmm. That is very That is very valid. Imaginary problems. And I've turned this thing a million times, so I usually do it backwards just to kind of see what I get. Ah. Calm calm and compassion are so precious. Make sure to not lose them through intoxication. Oh, love that one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's awesome. 
I actually don't. Really that's sick. one of the reasons why I don't really like to drink that much. Yeah. 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 I don't really like to lose control. Yeah, you know, once I get a buzz, oh man, it's kind of like, all right, let's keep it going. <laughs> this feels let's good. Go. Let's let's roll. But before that, I'm like, no, nah, have have control, have focus, all that stuff. But no, thank you for for doing that with yeah, me. Yeah, of course. What uh, you moved to San Diego? What like five years ago? Six, six. Yeah. yeah so I remember that first session at Memorial. I think that we rode together, and it was like, oh, who's this dude? You know, switch handers, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like it, like it definitely had your style. Where are you originally from? Where exactly? Originally from Cottonwood, Cottonwood, Sea Wood. It's uh, everyone knows Reading uh-huh. as like the bigger town. Yeah, Cottonwood's like thirty minutes south of it. Real small, little podunk kind of country town. Okay, yeah, and then a lot of sticks. What I mean. Where do you ride in Podunk? Oh man, sticks. Podunk. Sticks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah. we rode. Let's see. So we were a little too young to go ride Dave Royce's jumps. He had jumps. We called those uh, the White Oak Skulls. That was like their little group. And so we were we were pretty small. So we just like rode Caldwell Skate Park, which is in Reading. Uh, is that the like kind of the? It's like rolled. Yep. Okay. It's. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's mimicked after Santa Rosa Skate Park, but it is super close to Santa Rosa. Okay, that's what I've yeah. heard throughout Maybe the same years. builder or something. Yeah, like no vert. Yeah. the only vert yeah. is one part it's of the. It's pretty quarter. fun though, but it's small, dude. It's yeah. super fun. Yeah. Honestly, everyone talks so much shit about that park. I love that park. Yeah. it's because I grew up there. You know, yeah. there's so many lines. It's like OB. Yeah, there's so many lines there that haven't been done, and if you go there with the right mentality, you can you can figure them out. You know, it's just, there's insane shit there. There's even a gnarly tree ride that I finally did. It took me until I was like, uh, like two years ago is when I finally did it. <laughs> but I saw Jim Reinstra try it. And the tree, let's see, where's the camera? So the quarter is like a shitty little quarter like this. And the tree's kind of angling back. So Like an oververt. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like an oververt. And Jim Reinstra came there with like Glenn Peepy Mulligan. Um Mill- oh, Milligan. Milligan. Yeah. Milligan, my yeah. bad. Um, I forgot who else he was with. Glenn watches the podcast, so he'd be like, why didn't you correct him? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was so long ago. <laughs> two of them almost. But, it's like, yeah, but, he, but Jim, Jim went up, jumped off the quarter. It's not even a quarter. It's like an embankment. Went off the bank and like landed both tires perfectly so many times, but he just couldn't get that pull back in. Yeah. You know? And that was all of us young kids going like, Oh my God! There's a tree that you can yeah, hit. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, what? Who is this guy? So that was really sweet to see that. Um, yeah, we grew up riding riding that place, and then started building our own jumps. You know, um, I was, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was like progressing a little faster than some of my friends, and I noticed the jumps at Dave Royce's house, and so I cruised over there, and started making friends with them. I mean, I was like the runt of that group. But they just all took me under their wings and were like, this is how you ride big jumps. You know? Cool. I mean, these were like, these were serious jumps for our age. Yeah. Um, took me forever just to get through the first little section, you know? And then that was 20 seconds from my house. Wow. Um, so I pedaled down there and ride 20 ride seconds? 20 seconds. Oh, wow. Like, if you drove, 20 seconds. If you pedaled, two minutes. Wow. It was so close. That's you know? crazy. And I mean, and this is like a neighborhood where my... My mom's yard was like two and a half acre plot. Mm-hmm. So it was like two and a half acre plot, three or four acre plot. So it was like pretty decent gaps in yeah. between houses and you had tons of space. So it was like if you rode down the street, you only passed three homes. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, okay. it wasn't like a subdivision, stuff like that, right. where there's like 30 homes that you pass. Yeah. yeah. 
And so Dave had a bunch of jumps in the backyard. And then when I got to be about 16, I built a ramp. Well, my mom's male friends who were probably doing, yeah, they're, they're her male friends. Yeah. Uh, they helped me build the ramp. Mm-hmm. And so I was like the, I had like a little street section cause I had like a three stair and a couple little drops in my backyard based off the patio. That's so sick. It was super fun. And we'd put like boards on them to make it a bank and everything. But I had the ramp there and it was, it was five, five foot seven with like six inches of vert. And we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. So yeah. like the ramp would flex. The male would... fans, the the male friends were not ramp builders. No, 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 no. These guys had like beer guts. And stuff, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they had beer guts. They didn't know what they were doing. But I was the only one that had a ramp. We had angle iron for the coping. It was mm. hilarious. And that was back in the Bryant Wismerski peg chink days. So mm. like I was doing peg chink up to tire grab to peg chink down, like everything you could do peg chink wise. But it was really fun to be able to ride trails all day. And come home, and I turn on my. We had lights out there, and we'd ride the ramp. And I mean, that was just like the best way to grow up, you yeah, know. And I had a see. pond, so when it was warm enough, we would pond jump and just, you know, put a couple like old two liter bottles uh, empty on the side of the fork and jump in, and the bike would float and everything. Cool. So wow. it was like it was rough in terms of skate park exposure, but it was good in terms of finding your own creative stuff yeah Mm -hmm. there was a spot anyone from kind of the kind of the uh the the freestyle aspect i feel 100 yeah yeah so you weren't didn't have that many outside influences out of like kind of boredom and making do type thing yeah Yeah. and we would we would go ride street we would just ride the three miles into cottonwood into the main downtown part Mm -hmm. and there was um napa auto parts had a little pavement bank to a curb and like we'd session the piss out of that thing you know and anytime I went in Road Street, I'd take off my brake lever and my brake cable because I felt like it just made me – Yeah, it, it just, just like, like pushed release, me yeah. more, mm-hmm. you know? So that was fun. Um, but other than that, like, Northern California was kind of dead for bikes. Mm-hmm. Like they're, Well, not Northern California, but our little area. And so we, when we got to be about 14 and 15, we'd go to Oregon. My mom would take us there almost every weekend of every summer. Mm-hmm. We'd go to Ashland, Talent, Grants Pass – you know, she'd like sleep in her car while we're riding the skate park. It was amazing. That's cool. Yeah, that's and she'd really bring sick. all of us. We went to Burnside when we were like sixteen. And that's no short drive because even from mm-hmm. Reading, that's still like an eight hour drive, right? No, 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 no. That's two to, hours. To Portland? To Portland it's six. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 To to Reading to mm-hmm. Ashland is two. Yeah. So yeah, it was close. super close. I don't think the Mount Shasta skate park was built then. Mm-hmm. Or we didn't even know about it. The weed skate park might have been built then, but we didn't know about it, you know. It wasn't until a little bit later. Um, what were the early days of like going, showing up to those parks? Because obviously that was like, uh, skateboard, uh, you know, BMX Jihad prime time. We'll be right back. Hey, sketch comedy fans. If you like unapologetically uncensored comedy, check out instant microwave fuzz recorded every week, hot and fresh and straight out of the microwave. Unscripted jokes, uncensored guests, you're going to have a lot of outrageous improvised sketch comedy fun. You can find us on all the platforms under Instant Microwave Fuzz. Comedy made in an instant. So, I never had any issues in... Like the northern area. So the people that don't, just so people don't know that, that was like when Thrasher came out with this article called BMX Jihad or something like oh. that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was I like didn't even that know was about like the that. skate, oh, yeah. yeah, skate hate 
you know, just like basically why we were whack. Yeah. You know, like straight up. And so it just, it just, uh, in writing this. Yeah. It just, yeah. uh, inflamed a, a, uh, strained relationship anyways and kind of yeah. like gave, you know, gave skaters like more a, room to hate. Bike yeah. Drivers. So yeah. that was like in Oregon for the same for us is like we would show up to, you know, we would drive up to Oregon just to ride a couple of parks for the weekend. And that was like a 14 hour drive yeah. for us. And then we'd get kicked out of parks the entire time. Yeah, and or just like, get heckled the whole time. Yeah, and we would like, I mean, we would lose our shit, you yeah. know? Like, oh, we just fucking drove all the way the fuck up here. You're yeah, you're not us shutting out. us down. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty mellow at the beginning, I would say. I mean, the, the worst it got was the first time we rolled up to Burnside. Yeah. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. We yeah, had yeah. no idea. Yeah. You know, my mom's in like a Subaru. We have like five bikes on the top and like, or two on the top three in the back type thing. Yeah. And we roll up and we're going all slow. And I'm like, Oh, I think it's right here. And we're all wide eyed looking out the window, you know, and all we see are skaters. Everybody stopped and just stared at us. (laughs) Oh, okay. This is weird. And we pull over to, you know, just to, just to park and I get out and someone, I don't know if he was a skater or what, but he was like, yo, you should probably come back really early in in the morning, like 7am. And I was like, why? He's like, that's when the bikes come. And I go, Oh, Okay. And I just told my mom, like, I don't think we're going to have a good time here. Yeah. We should go do something else and then come back in the morning. And sure enough, come back in the morning, 7 a.m. There's already like six guys, you know, and it was awesome. That's it was cool. fun. That's that was sick. the first yeah. place that I ever heard people with noisy breaks. Mm-hmm. It was like, Rah! so I called them PLs for Portland, Portland locals. And mm-hmm. so now every time I break squeeze, I'm like, oh, PL. Yeah, I just <laughs> always think of that. Um, and then there was one time at Medford, this like, we called him like a pirate skater because he had a weird way of pronouncing his R's. And he was just, <laughs> he was tearing into us. And we were like 14, yeah. you know, but he was being a total dick. And I ride over to my mom and I was like, hey, this guy is just like really not making it fun for us. And so she just got out of the car and walked over and just started talking to him. He was kind to her. He was kind of a jerk, but he completely changed his emphasis with where he was being upset and yeah. just started talking to her, talked to her for two hours. And we rode the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh. She killed him with kindness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they just like hung out. I mean, he wasn't even skating as much. He was just sitting there talking to my mom while we're riding. Yeah. So So, shout out to mom. But yeah, Yeah, right. But you know, I've actually been super grateful. I haven't really had too many, too much skate hate. Yeah. Because I think I caught on at at an early age. Like if you show up with an attitude, you're most likely going to get an attitude back. Yeah. And so I would just show up and like, if I saw a skater do something that I didn't understand, but it looked cool, I'd always give them props, always clap for them, even give them a high five if they were close, you know? And then once I felt comfortable with a certain spot, I would just do a weird trick, like a switch hander, yeah. you know? And they'd yeah. be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then they would instantly be like, all right, this kid seems like he's all right. Yeah. And then you, it, then it was you talk about that too. Like you get, you, you know, you get it, you get out of the situation, what you put in. Cause I feel like yeah. you, you know, you have random interactions with people all the time and it's like, yeah. it's like if they Especially come in nice and they talk to you and yeah, ask for permission, think, like, yeah, you don't need to hide your cell yeah, phone to like, film and I won't. Exactly. You like, know? And that's on a pedestrian standpoint. So even to me, skaters are like pedestrians because yeah. they, they, like a lot of them don't understand bike riding, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, if a random person walking by, they want to film a crew of people and they're secretly doing it, I call them out about it. It's like, you could just ask. Yeah. If you don't ask, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you do it. Yeah. Even though you have all the rights to do it. Yeah. Of so course, it's yeah. like, but yeah, similar. If you have that kind of respect line, then it's, it's like, all right, cool. Like, if, like you say, if you see him do something cool and you clap, give him a high five. And even if he don't really accept it, but if he's like, oh, sick, like, then you do something that they're psyched on. It kind of creates that, like, all right, we can, we can 
an issue. We can be here at yeah. the same yeah. level using mm-hmm. the same course. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe that it made it made me think like, oh yeah, maybe I came in with an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like to be I mean, hearing that, I could have. I mean, that's very yeah. likely. For well, me personally, I can apply a little bit of that to myself because I've been trying to be a little bit more lenient when it comes to those situations. But hearing that is like, all right, Demarcus, practice it a little yeah. bit. Don't, yeah, don't be yeah. so rough on him yeah. all the time. And yeah. it's and it's not easy. No, yeah, you know, like I have a thing where I like that you said something about if you see someone filming, you'll like call them out on it. I'm the same way. If there's a camera pointed at me, it maybe it's not even me. Maybe they're filming something behind me, but no one looks at me for free. That's like my like that. rule. Mm-hmm. If you're going to look at me, and especially with a camera, I'm going to do something. I'll flash my little boobies at you or something, you know, or like <laughs> I'll slap my ass or like I'll yeah. do a little jig and you'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, your camera's pointed at me. Like, what do you expect? Oh, I was trying to film the dog. I'm like, well, I'm in your line of shot. Yeah. So I'm going to give you something to look at later, you know, but that's just how it goes. Like, People don't realize how intrusive that feels. Yeah, yeah. To be the person being filmed, yeah. mm-hmm. and as long as you have your head screwed on straight you, and you don't come at him like, "Yo, man, what's up?" Like, if you're good about it, it's all fine. People yeah. understand. Now, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's just you can see that they they're looking for somebody to fall almost like, yeah. or it's like, yeah, it's it's like or do depend- a trick, like the, yeah. the dangle, like it's, yeah. it's like you're a puppet or like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. do it a, again, a circus yeah. or something like do it yeah. again, it's like yeah. all that kind of to me register when I see the phone come out and they're secretly doing it. Yeah, and I kind of like get the. I'll be a little bit straightforward and like yeah, raw yeah. with them. It's yeah. like, hey, you can ask, or I just like shut them down. It's like, hey, sh- sh- no, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm <laughs> not a trick pony. They're like they that. look confused, you know. So, but like you said, there is you can literally change that by your actions and how you take yeah. it. So, like I said, I try to apply some of that. It's what not. You're doing. It's, yeah. it's it's not easy, man. It is. You know, especially when, living in a city. When you. Is Cottonwood the only place you ever lived other than San Diego? No, I've lived a lot. I feel like I'm so. Ancient. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. So, know long story short, I was 18 and just wasn't picking up the right vibes from my area. Mm-hmm. Um, no hard feelings towards those guys. They just they kept drinking and kept staying in that lane. And like, I wanted to grow. And like, mm-hmm. something was internally getting me revved up to get out. You know. Um, that area is predominantly white, predominantly Christian. I needed to get, get out of it and be submerged around people that are not me, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, I'm not a Christian, I'm white, but like I needed to be around diverse, diverse. Yeah. Like I just needed to be around diverse situations. So I slightly hitchhiked across the country, brought my, brought my bike with me. Yeah. It was my terrible one frame I had at the time and, um, made it to Connecticut and then, Left my bike at a friend's house, told them, I was like, hey, I'll come back for it. I'm just trying to get down to Florida real quick. I knew a couple of people in in a Florida, and there was also a girl from Facebook that I was like excited about. Or Facebook? No, it was MySpace back MySpace. then. <laughs> yeah, we were like chatting on top eight. Chatting on <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was like one of those things where like, all right, I'll go down, I'll go down there, like kind of just rough it and see how it goes, you know? Roxy, get up. There it oh. is. And she was trying to come up on me earlier, but it's a little, it's a little too soon. You don't need you don't need the limelight right now. Um, made it down to Florida. There'll be, there'll be no cat appearances with Roxy here. Oh yeah, yeah. very yeah. yeah. Cats aren't even in the room. Yeah. Uh, made it down to Florida. Went to the first spot was in Lakeland where I was kind of hanging out, and I think that's where Edward Scissorhands was filmed. I've been to Lakeland. It's yeah, Florida was crazy, dude. Florida like, I tried to lay down on the grass, and like, the grass is like fingers. <laughs> it's like it's not soft grass uh-huh. like we're used to here. So, Florida scissor grass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the weather was crazy. Like, Florida rain is unreal. 
But I was in Florida for about 10 months. I spent seven of those months in, in Tallahassee, lived right next to FSU. This was back when Ooh, I was this is back when I was place. smoking cloves, dude. Like I was smoking tobacco, like drinking, you know, I was in a totally different headspace. But I was grateful that I had like the courage, I guess, to get out of my hometown. Mm-hmm. And I mean, before it's the I opposite too, like you come from NorCal all yeah. the way to the this, the corner yeah well, yeah and Florida. um one of the one of the guys i work with uh worked with at this place called um where was i oh i was that was at boston market i worked yeah. at boston market there shout I, out to biz he loved boston market does he so, yes yeah. <laughs> yeah always talking about it yeah. that's amazing i made it i try to set a goal to myself to like never work at a fast food place not that i'm like better than that but i just wanted to try yeah. to do something different and then i realized boston market is exactly what that is but it's a little it's like a slightly more upscale yeah yeah but whatever um one Quick of the service restaurant yeah yeah one of the one of the cooks there he was this rad black dude that we would like smoke weed with every every once in a while. And he asked me for a, a uh, ride home one time. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I'm driving him home. And we start getting into like a real, real sketchy feeling part of town. And I pull up. And he's like, stop right here. We're like in the middle of the street. And like straight up a swarm of dudes come up, you know, because they'd never seen this car before. And he had to call out like, yo, yo, it's cool. It's me. Like, he's with me. And I'm like. Uh-oh. This is crazy, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. where, where the fuck are we? And then once they realized I was giving their friend a ride home, it was all chill. And it's yeah. like that kind of stuff never happened in Cottonwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I never had to think about stuff like that. And I and I kind of loved it because I love I love being a I love being against someone in their mind or someone is against me in their mind mm-hmm. and then not killing them with kindness, but just being so different than what they assume, mm-hmm. you know, and then winning them over. Yeah. That's what I enjoy. That kind of link in with like, like the skateboard thing you were saying. Totally. Yeah. You know, cause at that time I'm wearing even tighter pants than I wear now. You know, I had probably more like emo kind of hair and stuff. I was, I was completely different from the surrounding right at yeah, the moment. Yeah. Super different. But you can still win people over, you know, and so that got me excited. I also broke down once in like deep Louisiana, and I was the only white person that I could see. And I and I just re- remember people in my past like being afraid, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, "What are you afraid of? Like they're just humans, yeah. you know." And the best way to edge that to like close that gap is just to go talk. You know, and I was like, mm-hmm. I got a broken down car. I got to figure out where I'm headed and where I can go to get this worked on. And it was the easiest thing in the world. So I think leaving my hometown, leaving that like comfort bubble of what you're familiar with really helped me be open to everything. Kind of, and it gave you courage to like to take on those situations, yeah. even, even when you're scared. It's I mean, like, dude, yeah. once I, once I had that car, so I went out to the East coast first without a car and then made up, made enough money in Florida to fly back home, buy my old friend's <laughs> car. Sick. It was like 1200 bucks. He sold me this Honda Accord for, and I drove it back out and like, I would sleep in my car. You know, and I got really comfortable with that. Um, rewind to when I was seven, my parents split up. And probably the only respect I'll ever give my dad was that he taught me how to just live out of a backpack, you know, because mm-hmm. he bought an RV and he was like, hey, we're going to, your mom and I are going to do this thing. I didn't know what divorce was when I was seven, but he parked it outside of our house in uh, Cottonwood, my mom's house. And he'd be like, hey, you want to sleep with me in the RV tonight? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, we're like yeah. camping, you know? And then after a couple of weeks, he'd move it a couple of miles away. He'd be like, yeah, you want to sleep in the RV again? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then it just kind of became a constant where I'm like, I grab my bag. I got my stuff. I'm going to go stay with dad, you know? Yeah. And I got really into living out of a backpack and just knowing that I can fill a little bag full of stuff and be good wherever I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was holding down jobs in Oklahoma, which is one of the places I stayed, Oklahoma City, 
was working at a place called Irma's Burger Shack and I didn't have a place to sleep. So I was sleeping in a parking garage in a, on the, on the ground cause my car was a little too, too small. And I would just have my alarm clock on the curb and like set it for when I had to wake up and just sleep on the ground in my sleeping bag and like roughed it like it, but it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I didn't see it as like, Oh, I'm homeless. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, was gonna ask, I just yeah. saw it as like, this is a fun challenge. And like, am I up for it? Mm-hmm. You know? And even now I find myself falling asleep on my floor at home and I'll just sleep the whole night on my floor because it's just, I don't know. I like to, I like to challenge myself in ways that a common person who would be in my position would never even think to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you would never think to maybe sleep without a top sheet. Well, why don't you try it once? Not that big of a deal. Why don't you try to get rid of your pillow? Have you ever tried to sleep without a pillow? Not that hard, you yeah. know, but just little things like that. And so it was really fun to challenge what I was used to. And then you start realizing like, oh, life isn't that crazy. And and then there was a period. So you did kind of two or three years like that. And then you went to a far off land. Oh, uh, exactly. Southeast Asia. Yeah. So yeah. and you did how many? You I was there? there for. I was in Southeast Asia for two months. Oh, okay, not that long. No. I thought it was longer. A little no, bit, so. no, it was. Um, so I moved. So I went to so Florida. Blah blah blah. Florida was like whatever. And then I went back home real quick. And then I went to Oklahoma, stayed there for a bit. And then I stayed in Denver for a small little window. Stayed in Portland for a small window. Came back home, and that's when I moved over to Humboldt County. Okay. My mom moved over there. She was seeing this guy. And I moved over there and started going to massage school. And so I went to massage school for a year there. And then um, things kind of changed. And it was like, dude, Humboldt County, I love that place. It's super gorgeous and everything. But it's just a bunch of white people with dreads who all think the same thing. So I had the exact same feeling as As Cottonwood. Yeah, Cottonwood, yeah. It was like... I mean, I moved to Humboldt with dreadlocks, and then I cut them immediately because I'm like, uh, I this hate, is, yeah. I hate being just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating for me to be like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so I chopped them off and blah blah blah. Um, and then I needed to leave. And one of my friends was like, "Dude, you got to go to Southeast Asia. It's so cheap. You know, just the most expensive thing is the plane ticket. There was like a thousand bucks for a, um, not one way. What's it? Round trip. Yeah. And I just set it for two months, and I was like, screw it. It was amazing. It was wow. so fun. Went and went to. Um, Ho Chi Minh is where I flew in old Saigon and then made my way up to that's Southern Vietnam, made my way up to Northern Vietnam and then went up into Laos. And then I thought I was going to stay there. I really wanted to be like in the deep cuts of a foreign country where I'm the only white person, you know, I ended up meeting five other solo travelers from like Germany, from like Uruguay, like all these other places. And I'm like, Oh my God, these guys are, did you meet them in Laos? I met them in Northern Vietnam. Okay. And then it was kind of like on the on the bus ride over in through Laos. I met them and then they were like, Hey, we're gonna go to Thailand. Do you wanna go to Thailand? I'm like, I don't have a visa. They're like, You don't need a visa for Thailand. I'm like, Oh okay. So I just at the drop of a hat rerouted what I was gonna do. Because I you know, there's certain moments where it's like I love being solo, but then there's other moments where God damn, I wish I had people with me. Yeah. You know? And so like, did you even have, like, uh, you're going for two months. Did you have, like, anything booked? Or was nope. it literally just, like, I had it? I had the first hostel booked because I was super nervous about the first couple nights. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, like, maybe three nights booked. Um, that was it. Yeah. And then everything else was, like, oh, this is not that hard. Yeah. Like, you just get to a spot. You can go motorbike, and someone will come pick you up. 
you know, and you just haggle everything there. Do you have to haggle. say it exactly like that. Motorbike, like that, yeah. <laughs> or they want if you say motorbike, they're like, who? What is this like, guy? Is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I got, I got a uh, not screwed, but I learned the hard way. Um, the very first motorbike ride I took, landed at the airport at like two o'clock in the morning, and there was this older white guy who was on the on the flight. And we're both sitting out in like the front. They closed the airport down. They're like, you can't be in the airport. We're all done. Be outside. Yeah. yeah. So we're outside. It's like 3 a.m. now. We got our bags and everything. And I'm talking with him. And I'm like, what are you, you going to do? And he's like, I'm just going to stay here until sun comes up. And then I'll figure it out. And I'm like, for real? And he's like, yeah. Like, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. At, you know, like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I looked at my map. You know, I didn't have internet. So, like, I had, like, screenshots on my phone. And I could tell, like, okay, the rough idea is I need to go this direction. Yeah. And so I just started walking. I was like, all right, man, well, good luck. And I just started walking at 3 a.m. And it got to a point where there were so many people coming by me asking if I needed a ride that finally I was like, sure, I'll take a ride. Yeah. And I showed him where I was going. He dropped me off there, and it was like a $5 charge. I realize now I could have only paid like a dollar. Like, oh, yeah. like uh, he like yeah. made some yeah. money off yeah. of me on that ride. So that was like whatever. Yeah. You know, after that it was like, uh, no, I'll give you twenty thousand dong. I think every, I think everybody lo- learns that lesson. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so. and that's one of those things where my really good friend Sequoia, who's the one who told me to go, he was like, I'm not gonna tell you. You're just gonna figure it out. Yeah. You know, and he knows. Like he knows that I'll be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up just doing that, but. Meeting up with those with those other people, those five other solo travelers, it just I was like, all right, this is when you redirect. Regardless of what plan you think you had in your head, this is going to be a different connection. Mm-hmm. So I just went with them and we went into Thailand, had so much fun. There was like a water festival going on. I mean, I've never seen that many seven seven elevens are like cockroaches yeah, in Thailand. Common, I love the yeah. way that sounds. Seven yeah. elevens. Oh my god. So, I man. was like this is Thailand. They've infected the world. Dude, we were we were in a a plaza area and there were you could see 3. We yeah. were at one and we could see two other. Like yeah. within I'm like this is That's amazing. This is insane. <laughs> it is amazing. But at the same time you're like you're thinking you're in this foreign country, you know, and you He's like not, wait a second. This is very, like, what 711. Yeah. All right. Um so then went from went from Thailand down into Cambodia and went to um Anchor Wat got to see all the statues and like crazy, crazy sculptures. Um, it was amazing, dude. I shaved my head. I shaved all my hair off before I went to that trip because I wanted to be like could not imagine you new and fresh. I know. Well, it's kind of coming up. It's I have this like cleansing I, phase. I say seven years, but there's no real date to it. But yeah, like a cleansing phase. Like when I shaved my beard, mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where we were going through a crazy moment as like a world, you know, with the pandemic and everything and like being shut in. And I needed to do something that I saw a difference in. And so I just was like, I, I'm just going to shave my face. And then I crashed and split my fucking lip open the next yeah, week. I saw that, like, com- yeah. that comment was pretty funny. It was yeah. like, it was like God's punishment for for yeah. shaving your beard yeah. or something like that. Some of those wow. comments, man, I'm like, okay, you lost me. Now yeah. I need to stop yeah. commenting back yeah. to you. So, But they're just little moments like that. And so that was one of those times where I went over there where everyone else who saw me was like, oh, this is what this guy looks like. But everyone who knew me was like, you look crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, you look so weird, you know? Um, but it felt good just to be kind of rebirthed in a way. Um, came back with a whole different perspective on life and was just like, wow, all the things that we get so caught up with, what do you like? Why am I so caught up with this? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and just seeing and meeting the people there, 
was incredible. I would always, anytime I'd find myself in a spot with a lot of other tourists, I would immediately pack up and walk away. Yeah, same. Like I, immediately. I do the same, yeah. Because you you subconsciously start going into a spot and you're like, oh, okay, you're like sitting down having a coffee and you're kind of looking around and you're like, where the fuck are all the Vietnamese people? Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. I'm it's like defeating what? the purpose of being yeah. here almost, yeah. Yeah, and I really like having like a racquetball with me or like a tennis ball. And I had two of them in my bag. And so I would take one of them out and walk down the alleyways. And the alleyways there are like, you can touch them, you know. And I'd like throw the ball off of stuff and just bounce and just to entertain myself. Well, I threw one and it went really weird and like down this little spot and I couldn't see it. So I'm like running over it's to like find it. It's like a movie it. scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this little kid grabbed it and he picks it up and he like hand it to me. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then I like bounce it for him. And he like was like handball hitting it. And so we're hitting it and stuff. And then all of a sudden more of the kids who he was playing with kind of started coming around and we just had like a fun little ball game. Like I don't yeah. even know what it was. And then one of the parents like was doing this to me and I came in and we had dinner what? and it was like 15 of these kids, this awesome random place. And I had dinner and like these awesome little candy things that they made. And then you walk back over to catch your boat to wherever you're going. And everyone there is just like, where have you been? And I'm like, but- I just went and had dinner yeah. with a Vietnamese family. Living. They're like, yeah. what? And, and then, like, yeah, and then right they're like, well, all I got was a shirt that says v- I went yeah, to Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, yeah. like, you know, which would you rather have? Yeah. You know, like that's, that it says so much. Cause yeah. there's so many, mm-hmm. there's a story of a, of a guy on a, on a, on a trip and the TM, they ended up staying at somebody's house and the, the writer complained about the food. And at, at some, at some, like at a family's house that they made him, and they're like, "Yeah, this food is horrible." And he was just like super ungrateful, and it like really put that rider in a in a box for the yeah. TM because he was like, "Dude, you you don't get the dynamic of this. Like, yeah, it ain't about like, the food. Yeah, it's dude. not yeah. about the it food. It's not yeah. about the food. Yeah. Like, you you miss the entire point of that. Yeah, and like." That dude got off the team. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it was like because of other reasons, but it was like that's how that's what he used as a way to sum up this person. Essentially, yeah. like, and it's like, a good, hey, let me tell you really a story good. why why this guy is not on the team yeah. because this tells us how his personality was. Mm-hmm. Adaptability is yeah. huge, or just being ungrateful for the not. Yeah, sorry, it's not a a steak yeah. or something, yeah. something of that effect up to your standards but at the same time there's so much sentiment and real mm-hmm. things happening and yeah. you're just you're missing yes. it it's, it's like just right over your outside head. right yeah. Now, yeah you're seeing somebody that doesn't look like you possibly from a different place and you're like inviting them in to have some food imagine like, yeah. yeah literally it's imagine like that. just imagine just imagine like, fi- imagine walking outside in america finding your kid playing handball well, with, with a guy and and then being so happy you invite him in for dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That is that alone is yeah. like yeah. just the culture difference and traveling is so important in in so many unspeakable ways. You know, there's some far smarter people out there mm-hmm. that have yeah. that have summed it up way better than I would ever. But <laughs> yeah. it, it is it is it is very very important as growth for a person, yeah. as for appreciating life mm-hmm. and for uh, memories and culture and you know everything else. Like, I mean, what 
I don't know what the correct saying is, but like, if you want to find yourself, go get lost. Yeah. yeah you know, like huge. that'll, yeah. and I'm not talking about go walk down a street and in your neighborhood you haven't walked down. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I think that's what makes bike riding so good. Cause I've always said like walking is too slow. Cars too fast. Yep, bike, a bike, bike is, is fucking perfect, perfect. Yep. for, for being in another country. And like, you're like, Oh fuck it. Let's see what's down this alleyway. It's going to take, it's going to take me 15 seconds in, in uh Cambodia. I saw, maybe I'll find a spot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll play handball with a kid. <laughs> yeah. You never I saw, know. I saw a kid on a BMX in Cambodia yeah. and like I brought, I knew what I was getting myself into. I was going to be wet, humid, and that's what you were going to be. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't bring normal shoes. I brought like sandals, you know, that you could like hike in. And I see this kid's bike and I was like, yo, dude, I ride BMX. Can I do a 180 real quick? And I was like 180 on his bike and he had never 180 before. Yeah. And he was like, what, what, in what is this, yeah. dude? Yeah. I'm like, I ride these back home, mm-hmm. you know, and it was amazing. Um, I want to touch base on the food thing, though, because you just jarred a, a thought. I went to northern Vietnam. Um, Sapa is like a really small little village. And they have these tours where you can go up there and you can kind of hang out in the village for a couple of days. You stay there. You stay in like it's like literally dirt floor, these huts, and they cook you food, a lot of bamboo shoots and s- stuff like that. Well, I was there. Um, my roommate i guess like housemate the other kid who was with me 17 year old kid from china already i'm like bro i'm so impressed with you you're 17 i was 23 23 or 24 and i'm looking at him like god damn i wish i was doing that when i was 17 yeah and his parents were just like go you need to travel you need to learn you know and so we're in this like essentially a hut and the language barrier is unbelievable. Like, we're both so destroyed. You know, uh-huh. we're doing so many pantomime things. Like, I'd be like, I got to pee. And they're like, over there. You know? Like, yeah. like, that was the I first like the thing. voice. Yeah, the, yeah, the voice. Well, the, the, the first thing. So, one of the first things that I had to learn about, like, pantomiming was I walked into a place I really had to piss. And so, I was like, fuck, what is bathroom again? Like, I'm trying to look at the book and I can't figure it out. And I was like, bathroom? Uh, toilet and they're just like I'm sorry and I, and I just grabbed my dick and was like oh and they're like, like oh like right yeah. <laughs> I was like oh, okay this is easy like I yeah. figured that out um so the language barrier was super rough but towards towards an evening like I want to say it was the second evening there was just tons of commotion and they had a fire inside of their place so if you picture like our ideal living room space there was it was dirt floor and there was a fire pit in the, in the, in the was it in the floor yep yeah like just dead center fire pit and there was a lot of commotion going on. And I started hearing like more and more voices outside. And all of a sudden, like 30 people come into this hut and they're all around the fire. And this one guy comes in and he has what I thought was a flying squirrel. Like that's what it looked like. It was like a flying rodent and had the webbing in between its arms and stuff. And they explained to us, oh, one of the hunters killed this today. And it's like a celebration. So we're all going to sit here and have a meal. And when that thing was cooking, it was horrible smelling oh god oh my like putrid yeah and i made myself taste it it was disgusting oh yeah and you, you know what i didn't spit it up yeah. i just said thank you very much i'll take bamboo like i'll yeah. just eat bamboo yeah but i needed to taste the disgusting trash smell in the air like i needed to see what it was like yeah you know but i mean and it's disrespectful at a point super yeah. disrespectful yeah. Yeah. you know and then you know they lay us down and we get ready to go to sleep and you wrap the bug net around you and you go to sleep. Yeah. And it was awesome. We were on a bed of straw, you know, like it was wow. so cool. Like it was so fun. And so did you have to pay to stay in a place like that? Yeah. That was like, you went through like a tour 
thing. Yeah. So th- I would imagine that money goes to help some of the villages and stuff. Probably like half and half or they yeah. do a split or something yeah. like that. And they have, um, they, they like make all their clothes and dye their fabrics and all this stuff. And they gave me a little piece of, uh, it's like super dark blue fabric mm-hmm. and has like pink stitching on it. And I still have that. Like I just saved yeah. it, you know, just like random little things, but it's stuff like that. I would have never thought to say, Oh no, I'm fine. I don't need that flying squirrel, yeah. that nasty shit out of my face. Yeah. yeah, I was like, no, let's see if that makes me puke. You know, <laughs> right. like let's go. Because yeah. if I puke, then they'll be like, oh damn, all right, maybe it's not good for him. Yeah. But if you know, if you just deny it, like, what do you? What else are you denying if you're so quick to shut things down? Yeah. Mm, you yeah. know, if you shut something down that fast, that is just a bite of food. Yeah. What else are you shutting down energetically that's trying to come to you? Yeah. Yeah, wow. no, it's so. Uh, I mean, I, I get I go in so many different things. So it's many. like it's like the same in in Japan where you get the cook that comes and watches you eat, and you have to enjoy it. Yeah. Like you slurp your noodles as loud as possible because that makes it that's a sign that you really like the food that's and awesome. you want to eat it fast. That's and it's awesome. like there's so many cultural things that like it's just it, you gain such uh, respect for the world yeah. well, going and going I think, places. You know, I think food specifically. I'm an only child and not to dog on like my parents or my upbringing or anything. We never really had like, like dinners together. Yeah. That just wasn't a thing. You know, my mom would make food and she'd sit in the recliner and I'd sit on the couch and we'd watch TV. Yeah. We weren't even technically sharing a meal together. We were sharing with the TV, you know? And so I revel in, in moments like that. I'm just like, Oh, if anybody invites me to a dinner party, I fucking love it, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's just something about being around people, socializing and eating food together. People invite invite Maddie over for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm for starving. Dinner. DM, <laughs> DM him with your address and a time. Yeah, let's and he go will to dinner. Be there. He will be there. I'll be your I'll yeah. be your plus one. Turn the TV off. Boom. He's coming. Trust me, I'll be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so Vietnam. And, you know, Sally's Asia was just incredible. Um, the first month was the longest month of my life. Then the second month was like, I have to go home. Like, I'm already Same ready to go leg. back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This I just got used to it, you know. And then I came back home and that just kind of... Where, that, so did you fly all? You fly back to Humboldt at this, at this time? Uh, yeah, flew yeah. back to San Francisco. Got, okay. got yeah, picked yeah. up there yeah. and came back home. And that just like, it just really helped to solidify things that I care about, mm-hmm. you know. And I've always been pretty frugal in terms of I've had moments where I've made a grip of money and you would never notice it. Yeah. Cause it's just like money is just this thing, you know, I don't like to flaunt stuff. Um, and that's also something else you learn about going into sketchy neighborhoods. If you flaunt stuff, you're going to like whatever like energy you're putting much. out, people are looking back at that mm-hmm. same thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I got really used to just like, living off of very little money and then coming back from that just made me appreciate the small little interactions that you have throughout the day, you know, or a really nice meal with someone, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, there was this, um, older gay couple, one of them has passed since who I would massage. I actually m- m- massage the man who passed away. He passed away from AIDS mm-hmm. and, um, him and his partner had us, uh, had my mom and my partner over for, for dinner and they made hot Thai tea. And like I've had Thai tea, but it's mm-hmm. always iced. Yeah, okay. you know, always mm-hmm. iced. And he he had like the condensed milk, and it was like the hot little beverage over here, and he poured in there and mix it. And like I'll never forget that dinner, mm-hmm. right? You know, and in the grand scheme of dinners I've had, it's slightly insignificant, but I'll never forget it. 
Because yeah. that was the first time I read Hot Thai Tea, and now I'm the weird American who goes to a Thai place and is like, hey, can I get that hot? Hot Tea, yeah. <laughs> you, can I'm going to ask for a hot one next Dude, time. Dude, it is so good. I never I mean, had Thai yeah. Tea at all. I mean, cold. No, never? No. Never had Thai Tea? No. Don't. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. Don't even start, man. Yeah. Like. Because cold ones, you just I just suck them down too yeah, fast, yeah. you know. But there's something about seeing that condensed milk and like stirring it up. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a nice beverage is forget what like the doing something where it's like a oh, I'm trying to come, come up with a word where you sit there and you spend time making it. It's it's like a meditation, like a hmm. yeah, like rewarding in the sense, or like there's some sort of like yeah, it's yeah. Uh, cathartic. I wish I could, cathartic. Cathartic is a yeah. really good word for it. Yeah, and you know, because most of us just go to Starbucks mm-hmm. and stand in line. Hey, can I have that? Cool, boom, done. Yeah. But when you actually make your coffee, even if it's just a French press, like there's just something different about it. It's more of a process. You care about it more. You're putting more energy into it, so I think you kind of get more out of it. But that's why. I really appreciate nice dinners. So again, yeah, hit me up for a dinner, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back in Humboldt, and then did you continue traveling around the country, or what? Uh, I guess I'm just trying to get to San Diego. Yeah, that's so. That's, uh, so that's my my interviewer is my. Yeah, you know, no, you're you're doing you're doing great. I thanks. I was in San Diego for <clears throat> just a few months actually before I started s- school for massage therapy. Mm-hmm. And why were I'm, you in San Diego? Or did I say San Diego? I meant yeah. Humboldt. My okay. bad. I was in Humboldt, and I was in Arcata, and that's where I went to school. And I had already known a couple of friends there because of riding bikes. You know, like Andy Fitzgerald was there, mm-hmm. um, Rob Jensen, Skoy Falk. So I knew those guys. And one of our mutual friends had a girlfriend who was like, "I gotta set you up with my friend." Like blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, "Everyone says that," you know. And we were never able to have like the friends set us up, but I ended up meeting this woman in the plaza, like the main spot in Arcata, and we just didn't stop hanging out, mm-hmm. you know, and we've still been together. It's been over 10 years now. Um, and after four years, she was like, I want to further my career and I, I want to go to San Diego. It's like a bio biotech Mecca. You know, she has a biology degree and I'm like, all right, well, Good luck down in SoCal. It was like, like, whoosh, right over your head. It's been fun having sex with you, I guess. (laughs) Good luck. Um, And she was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like SoCal. Like, nah, I don't buy with SoCal. Like, Northern California, SoCal, there's always been this weird divide, you know? The two completely opposite. I feel like that's NorCal's thing, though. It's NorCal's problem. Yeah. I'll I'll say this since we're talking about that. I like that, um, being that you traveled a lot, and uh, when you were talking about where you grew up at, how the houses are so far apart, like it's very similar to where I'm from. So I feel like if you're from small places like that, Southern California is kind of one of those things where it's like, uh, uh, yeah. no, people are like this. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. go. And yeah. I could see that from NorCal being they are completely different. And coming here, it's like houses on houses. And yeah. yeah. We thought we basically were of the mindset of anything below San Francisco was all L.A. Like LA mentality through and through, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I'd been down here when I was fourteen. I went to Claremont when it was back then, and all this stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I'm fourteen. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to the nuances of people's yeah. attitudes and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. riding my bike and eating McDonald's, you know. Right. And so we decided to take a little week long trip to come down and just check it out. And I was like, "Damn, this is San Diego! <laughs> Holy shit!" Like yeah. we went to Ocean Beach, one of the first spots. We slept in uh, slept in the back of my truck on Fiesta Island. And then went to OB like the very next morning. 
and we're walking around Newport and all that stuff. And I'm like, this feels like Arcata. This feels like humble just on steroids. You know, it's just more people. And so I realized like, all right, well you have to take chances in life. And we moved and dude, best decision of my life ever. Here you are. And that was one of the things I skipped over the Boston part. When I moved to Boston, um, we went to Boston for a small little stint and that was my choice. We had met, we were together for six months and I was like, Hey, I have an opportunity to massage out of a dance studio in Boston. I knew somebody who managed that dance studio. I was like, let's go do it. And she went with me. I I told her, I was like, I'm going to go whether you come or not, but if you want to go, you're more than welcome to. And we drove out there and it was amazing road trip out. And then I got there and it was not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was like pushing two couches together in a dance studio for a bed, um, cooking on my camp stove. Yeah. And, you know, I thought this was going to be like a different setup. Yeah. And so then I ended up getting like a different job somewhere and we ended up subletting and all this stuff. And then it was college season and it was so hard to find a place to live. Yeah. And it was middle of September, you know, winter's coming. I did not, I can deal with sleeping in my truck, but I can't subject a partner to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is fucked up. Yeah. So after cramped and sleeping in the truck for a couple of weeks, trying to see if we're going to figure this out, I looked at her and I was like, we got to go. Like, yeah. Let's just go home. So we just went back to Humboldt, restarted. And then that's when like a year or two after that of saving, San Diego popped up. So uh, did she have a job lined up in San Diego already? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. She had um, schooling lined up. You yeah. know, she like knew what she was going to do. She already had her bachelor's degree. She just wanted to further some stuff. Yeah. And so she came down here and actually did a motorcycle training class right right out of the gate because she wanted to get a motorcycle and like do all this stuff. I'm like, all right, that's sweet. And um, she just, I mean, it's been six years. So just goes to show you the timeline. She just landed essentially more along the lines of her dream job mm-hmm. last year. Nice. And she's stoked, dude. That's she's sick. she's crushing it. Congrats on that, dude. Yeah, straight up. Because at first, at first, from from an outsider's perspective, or at least from our perspective, it looked like I was the one crushing it. Because she kept getting these like bullshit jobs in her field, but doing paperwork. Right. You know, like not. She wants to be a lab rat. Like, jobs she wants that, to, that a lot. That, those things will knock you down. In yeah. The sense of like, if you are trying to pursue a specific thing, yeah. Like having to do stuff like that and deal with people. Oh like, yeah. She hated yeah. it. It was, it, she'd come home and be like, I'm like, you just got to stick to it, you know? And she looks at me and she's like, yeah, but you're doing all this stuff. I ended up getting like five jobs in the first six months that I worked here. I was doing door-to-door solar stuff. So I was knocking on people's doors, which I didn't even know that was a business yeah. until coming down here. This, I found, found a job fair the second month that we were here. I was already a massage therapist out of a gym and a yoga studio, but I wasn't making enough to pay rent. So we were blowing through our savings fast. And I found this job fair and I decided like, I was like, Hey, you need a job. Let's go down here. We rode our bikes. It was downtown at the embassy suites. And we go to walk in and I'm wearing a vest, but I'm not wearing like a leather vest, like a nice, like dress vest, but I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts. And the guy stops me and he's like, Hey man, you're not professionally dressed. You can't, you can't come in here. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not actually interviewing. Like it's only for my partner. Like I'm just here for support. So it's all good. But I was like, just sweet talking with him. And then he was like, all right, man, like you can, you can walk around and still interview with anybody. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And he, he like kept his eye on me for a minute. You know, he Mm -hmm. was like really testing me and I'm around suits. Like literally other people are in suits. So I stuck out a lot. I had like a crazy fedora on and stuff. And he turned his back, dude. And I saw this logo and I just like popped Boom. in. Like I, the logo just drew me in. And it was this 25-year-old kid in flip-flops, you know, and in shorts. And I was like, yo, I just got made fun of because I couldn't be in here in shorts. And he was like, well, then how are you here? And I'm like, 
I squeezed past him. What do you mean? Like, he was yeah. like, perfect. What we're doing is we're door knocking, you know, <laughs> fucking solar salesman. Yeah. Dude, I fucking hate those. Uh, and see, and I didn't, <laughs> I they didn't come up and re- knock on the fucking door and I'm literally like, no, it's, you see the sign says no soliciting. And he's like, yeah. no, we're not, a, I'm not a salesman. I'm like, who do you work for? And he's like, well, I work for SD Genie. I'm like, no, you don't. He's yeah. like, okay, well, I'll see you later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You work for another company that yeah. works with SDG. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't know how thick it was here yeah. with that. So I was excited. Um, I was doing, I dude, I made 20 grand in two months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like they had incentives. It, I didn't believe them at all. Yeah. They were like, if you start this job, it's 850 bucks per week if you hit your incentives. Yeah. And I was like, are you guys for real? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right. I hit my first month of incentives in four days. Wow. Which meant like knocking hundreds of doors, getting appointments. I mean, it was like the basic stuff of setting an appointment. Like that was it. You didn't have to have anybody buy anything. Yeah. And so right there, I already had 850 times four coming to me. So I, and I got my first check. They were like, you want direct, direct deposit? I had never had direct deposit then. I was like, no, 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 dude. Print me that cash. I want to see it. I want to see it. Straight up. I saw the check. I went to the bank and I said, cash it. And they were like, oh, and I'm like, oh man, okay. So then I got serious about it, you yeah. know. But I the problem was was I was playing the part. I had the the, the hat, I had the button up, I had the, the lanyard, I had all the stuff, and I started getting denied from fools like you. And so I realized fools. I was like, well, yeah, people dude, who didn't yeah, want to deal yeah, with yeah. salesmen, yeah, you know. Yeah. So then I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Oh, I'm not being myself. Yeah. So I put on that fedora again. I put on my big ass beaded necklace. You know, I still wore the shirt, but I had a different vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. got people opening the door because they thought I was a musician. They thought I was someone in the neighborhood, you know? And the clients that I was bringing in were so different from the clients that all the other kids were yeah. bringing in. They would ask me, like, hey, how's it going? I was like, oh, it's good. I had um, dinner last night with one of my clients. They're like, what? Like, I'm like, yeah, they, I'm, I've, every client I've had, they bring me over dinner. And they're like, what do you mean you're having dinner with these people? And I'm like, how do you guys create relationships? <laughs> Like, <laughs> I had a solar salesman add me on Instagram afterwards. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They, like See? talk to me. Yeah. Then, yeah. It's there's you know there's ways to do it. You yeah. know. No, it's come back. Yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to solar. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was he really... was trying to befriend me to fucking like get totally into, like yeah. literally it was like it was fucking weird. And see, and when I got to the point of not befriending but starting to hit up friends, yeah, that's when I stopped myself and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I am getting desperate. Yeah. And this is what I don't want to do because this is when money divides friendships. This is when it fucking ruins you, yeah. you know? And actually I gave myself a week. I said, all right, I'm starting to feel kind of weird about this job now. I, I already had more money. Like you're me. like too far deep or yeah. something. Yeah. Dude, the VP. So it was called Suncrest. They're dead now. Their whole, whole company is done. The VP saw how good I was doing. Came down from LA, took me out to dinner, bought me a suit, had me fitted for a suit, like gave me all these books. And he was like, yo, like when things are right, you're going to be my next uh, manager to train the next group of people. Like we're going to get you your own office and you're going to train the next group. And I'm like, cool, bring it on. You know, I was just playing the role for the the moment because it sounded good. But then I started getting this real strange feeling of like my intuition was just like, what's going on? So I gave myself a week to really think, is this what I want to keep doing? I've already made a grip of money. I already had like 20 grand in the bank. And I was like, that's the most I've ever had. I need to just sit. And I was doing a coffee job. I was doing the massage jobs. I was doing that solar job. I was doing like Postmates on the side, like as much as I could, you know? Just grinding. Yeah. And one day at the coffee job, I clock out and that's when I found Roxy. That's when I found this beautiful 
cute little actually she didn't look beautiful she looked like shit so i need to set that stuff i need to set it up proper she looked horrible <laughs> yeah so where i was at the coffee spot people it's like an outdoor event space if people aren't familiar with where it is it's like um they take old storage containers that used to be like on like shipping containers or on the backs of semis they cut those out and convert them into like a little business mm-hmm. so i was working in one of those and the angle that i was positioned someone could walk in and walk past me, but they wouldn't order. You know, they could go. There's like a little dog park over over in the side. And this guy walked in. I saw his dog, but I wasn't in dog world, so I didn't really pay attention. And it's a market, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was um, uh, I'm blanking on what's it called? Oh man, why am I blanking on that? Uh, the courtyard. Mm-hmm. So there's a new one. The old one was like adjacent. Further up the yeah. It was like, like right on Park and mm-hmm. Market on the north side where that huge high rise is. Right. And so he walked in. And he, you know, did his thing or whatever. And then I'm clocking out and the guy's leaving, but he doesn't have a dog with him. And I was like, didn't, didn't that guy have a dog? Like, where did this dog go? And my coworker wasn't paying attention, you know, and I'm, she doesn't, didn't know. And so I grabbed my coffee and I was like, all right, I'm going to go over the dog park. Usually what I do is go to the dog park, watch the dogs and then pedal my bike home. And boom, found that dog. He had left her, tied her up, had a sign saying like, please take me. She's like, great. All these things. And a bag of all of her stuff. And so I actually called Wong. I called Dave White, but like no one really answers phone calls anymore. So no one got back to me right away. And just during our walk, she just happened to look up at me and it was like the greatest look I've ever had in my life. Here, come here. Come over here. Come on. Just cute little fur baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, she gave me a look that as, as an only child I've been searching for forever like anytime something looks at me like that i try to hold on to it for as long as possible and that was five years ago and that was just like once that moment happened i realized okay there was a reason i came to san diego yeah you know Uh, like all these things started hitting like uh okay and i called the solar people and i said hey i'm done like i don't want to they're like no no no, come on you don't have to come to all the meetings like just keep (laughs) just keep selling what you're doing like as long as you keep and i was like all right i'll give it another couple weeks but i just drastically dropped my enthusiasm that I had for it, you know, because now I have something that gives me an immediate response. Like instead of walking and talking to 200 doors where 90% of them are like, fuck off, get out of my face. I don't want to buy anything. And the other 10% are the kindest people in the world. Yeah. It was such an emotional roller coaster. I thought I was more emotionally um, adaptable to deal with it, but I wasn't, Yeah. you know? And then she gave me stuff where it was like, whoa this feels so much better why do i need to go search that and scrape the ground for that like who cares so i quit that's cool and i dropped from five jobs to three and it was like it was so nice and then all the places that i was working with at the time they loved her so i could just bring her everywhere i'd go to the gym and you know tie her up on the side and people are doing squats and i'm doing sports massage like it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. So I really think that one of the main reasons that we all came down here was to like find her. It's fun. It's funny because it, it it may sound silly to some people, but this really was like a. I remember when you found her, and it was like such like a like a pivot point for yeah. him. You know, like, and it's hard for me to understand, but to a degree, almost. You know, like like it it really is like you really did have a connection yeah. with Roxy and it's like you bring her everywhere and she yeah. is like sorry Alexis no. oh yeah <laughs> oh she she gets it too because <laughs> yeah. she because she loves she loves her in a way that she doesn't love me yeah you know yeah. and that was 
that was something where you know it took from the time I found her to when she gave me that look was 20 minutes mm -hmm. and we were on Market Street in downtown when she gave me that look and I unhooked her leash and I was like all right prove to me that this is as real as it is and we walked all around Gaslamp and this little dog didn't leave my side yeah we're walking through cars yeah. you know and she just stayed there and I'm like oh my god but the moment after that look I immediately thought about kids yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And I've always been pretty big on like, I'm not going to have kids. Like, nah, there's too much shit going on. Like, you don't need kids. Like, who cares? And then I found her and I was like, oh my God, this is what it's like with an animal. Oh, imagine what it's like with yeah. a human. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah. So yeah. that clicked into a whole nother yeah. mindset, you yeah. know? And yeah. now it's just getting worse. Now I'm just like, now I see yeah. your, I see Canon or like, I see some other friends' kids and like, Dude, I just want to be around kids. Mm -hmm. Kids are so fun. You yeah. did say once before, like the like dog can be like the gate. It's a it's like, a totally warm up. Yeah, it's a yeah. Totally. it's a warm up because yeah. you it it takes the, the priority. I always talk about the priority list. Yeah, and you know generally you put yourself pretty high up on that list, yeah. and then and then at a point you get a dog and it and it starts to creep up the list. Like oh, I need to do things that surround the dog and and make sacrifices on about for myself for the dog yeah. and that's essentially what a kid is It'd be a schedule or or whatever else or i mean honestly money and health and whatever sleep and you sacrifice all those things for a kid yeah. and eventually you know you kind of go down the list and your kid replaces you yep. and yeah. like that's a warm-up a dog yeah. is a warm-up for that and that was of, in a lot of ways the priority list was something i didn't even know or in dennis in dennis's case the podcast falls off. Podcast falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. I gotta yeah. give him shit. He better be listening yeah, at least. I know, right? Yeah. I know. I was like, man, I'm gonna have this, on, this clip about him talking about me. He's not even gonna be here. Like, yeah, right. yeah, man. <laughs> really? He says he's just at home inhaling the baby fumes. Right? Yeah, 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 he you is. Know? He is. Mm -hmm. So, but that's exactly what that feeling was. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, as an only child, I mean, yeah, I've been I've been with my woman now for ten years, yeah. but I still, and this is no dig on her, I still feel alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the moment that this little creature looked at me, I thought, oh my God, I have another reason to be alive. And yeah. it's not about me, yeah. you know? And that, I mean, I could cry at a drop of a hat with this little dog. Yeah, yeah. And like the moment after I had the good feeling, I felt, oh, you're going to die soon and I'm going to fucking lose it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. People need to be, if, if she dies, you need to be calling and checking in on me because I'm going to be oh, a yeah. sad motherfucker. You got, her, you got her tattooed on you, right? Oh, or yeah. Paw, paw print. Nose print. Nose print. That's what it yeah, is. Her yeah, her nose print is yeah, tattooed yeah. on me. I stole it from a solar customer. Yeah. I told him, um, well, at first we were, I was trying to get him on, on board yeah. and he had this horrible tattoo on his arm and i was like hey man i don't mean to be rude but like what the hell is that smear on your arm and he's like oh i'm a i'm a vet tech and i had to put my dog down and so after you know my dog was passed i grabbed a little ink blot and blotted his nose and that's like what it was and mm. so i put it on my arm and had the tattoo artist like trace it and i was like oh my god that's genius it didn't i'm, I'm not even lying it did not look like a nose yeah, yeah though. like it yeah. didn't it looked strange and so i told him i said i'm gonna steal that but i'm gonna make it my own and so I have, I already had four circles tattooed on the back of my leg. And one day at OB at the dog beach, she comes up and like touches you with her nose. I, I, I think it's just a dog thing. Like just say, Hey, you're there. Like I'm just checking in. And right as she touched me, I put my finger down and I asked a, a, a stranger, I said, Hey, will you take a photo of this for me? And I took a photo where my finger was. And it was right at the top of the circle, like the same kind of line. 
And I was like, thank you. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm going to get my dog's nose tattooed on me. And that's the height that she touches me. And it goes in between this circle. So it just works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. I found her on March 30th. So three, three, zero is like what it is in the date. So I got three lines put around my calf for the third month. And then I got a circle put in the front of my, on my shin for the three zero. So mm-hmm. the three lines are like the three and the three zero. And then I got her nose put in on the, on the, on the backside. Mm-hmm. And, um, Sam did that and he did such a good job. Cause like one of the, I had three little ink blots of her nose and one of them was just perfect. Mm-hmm. And he even said, he was like, I don't think I want to make it perfect. I'm like, please don't. Yeah, Cause yeah. it's just, it was too symmetrical and too, too great, you know? So we kind of tweaked it a little bit, but he did such a good job. That's, that's awesome. Sick. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And that was actually after, um, Wong's dog had some complications, oh, Archer. Yeah. yeah. He sent a group text to everybody who knew him. And he's like, Hey, really sorry to tell you guys this news, but Archer has passed. And I was so sad because that was Roxy's first friend. Yeah. You know, yeah. like literally day two of having her, she met Archer. And if anyone knew this, Wong's dog, this dog is a little psycho. This dog used to try to bite me all the time. And like, he hated me. Yeah. Man, you know, there was times, nothing yeah. like nothing I could do. And he was so cute, you know? And then, I mean, this is like months and months and months of him hating me and trying to bite my Achilles tendons. And I bring her over in three seconds. Archer looked at me and walked over and licked me and then just went and played with her. And we were best friends ever since then. <laughs> so funny. I basically had to bring him some hot, like, fox pussy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was all cool. So when, when Wong said that he passed, I knew I, I need to get her in my flesh. And yeah. so that was the first yeah. thing I thought of. Cool. Yeah. Um, what was San Diego, San Diego like from a writing aspect? Intimidating. Yeah. So intimidating. I back you on that. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Like, first place I ever went was OB. Mm-hmm. and there was a dude like as i drove in you know you park at that last light and you can see the fence and everything and as i'm like turning by the soccer field i kind of look back and i see right. a dude do like a flare and i'm just like oh shit here we go people don't flare back where i'm from you people know? don't flare at ob though who I was know. that i don't know who it was <laughs> i don't know and he was yeah. doing three whips over the spine it's probably logan martin i was like who the fuck is this i stayed in the back bowl and was like yeah. doing foot jams on pedal 270 were they big flares like Pretty no, tall. for the quarter. For the quarter, they were decent, like four feet or something. Yeah, it's probably Logan Martin. Yeah, because he he was here for a little bit, or Logan Martin, or uh, because I was it, it was Logan or was it Nick? There was a time period where like Logan Martin was actually like here for a little bit, yeah. and he would ride OB, and I I'm pretty I'm ninety percent sure it was Logan. It was probably him. It was fucking impressive. Yeah, wow. Like it was. It got. I mean. Of course it would be, you know, but like, but like for the people that don't know, OB is like five feet. You don't even really air the quarters because they're like, they're mellow. They're mellow. And it's kind of, you just ride it like cement trails. But Mm -hmm. Logan Martin was like flaring the quarters and just trucking the spine and all this stuff and doing crazy shit. And just like, but like, it was like a seven foot feast park. And that was like your first experience. And that was my first experience. So I was like, holy fuck. And then, you know, I found Home Avenue. So basically what I did was I just went on Google Maps and I didn't even think to like search Home Avenue. normal Google, like <laughs> Home Ave. Like yeah. I didn't even think to search that. I just literally went on Google Maps, typed in Home Ave, found the street and then went on to where you see the satellite and just followed it down until I saw a ditch. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And I was living exact same spot where I'm living now, only the next complex. Mm-hmm. And so I got my bike and just pedaled down there. It was like a four mile ride. And dude, first week in San Diego and I'm riding home Ave. Yeah. I was like crap in my pants. I was just like, this is the greatest place in the oh, world. Yeah. It was so fun. And then finding memo, you know, and then just going to a spot and seeing like Chad Curley and I'd be like, Oh my God. 
that's Chad Curley. Like, okay, cool. And then everyone was just so cool. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was very strange to see thirty something bikers at a session. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Pretty that's wild. like a jam, uh-huh. you know, where I'm yeah. from. That's like a contest. Everybody came out. Yeah. Yeah. And just seeing like the like you know ten people would leave and you're like oh I guess the session's done and then you start packing up because you're tired you've been there for a couple hours start riding out ten more fools r- riding, riding in and up, you're like yeah. oh my god get rid of this guy I don't have to work today so I guess I'm going back into OB and like yeah. it just got to the point where I was like I need to eat food like there was just <laughs> so much to session and mm-hmm. so many people riding. Who was the first person that was like got your number and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go ride." Oh, uh, that's a good. Um, oh man, I'm blanking on his last name. Lucas. He used to work for Harlow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Actually, I met him and Ron Dirt Ron the yeah. same day. Yeah. At OB. Okay. So that was really really fun. Yeah. And then the first like real session was Area 43, Dave White's house. Okay. So that's where everyone kept saying like Wong Wong Wong, and I'm like looking at him and I'm like. Wait, is that is that how you is that how you pronounce Hoang Tran? And, yeah. <laughs> Fair statement. I'm sure there's a lot yeah, of people lot out of people there in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave White, being who Dave White is, he's like, yeah. He goes, I I just call him Wang. Yeah. And he's like, or yeah. Wong with a yeah. with a W. And I was like, oh fuck, that's that kid. Like, oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that was amazing. Yeah. You know. And then having a couple sessions there was just. His ramps were so much fun. Yeah, that was that they was were. badass. I got to ride him a few times. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see you ride those ramps. We had we did like a I think a beer opening thing with Cosmin. Like oh I yeah, drink, yeah, but I yeah. Think like a like dirt run was there. St. Patty's, yeah. Patty's Day Just, thing. Like popping yeah. beer, beers with the bike. Oh, like, yeah, I yeah. remember seeing that. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that was super cool. Oh, oh, oh it's like I just got like a rush of wind. Yeah, no. it's just Branson's tail. That's Branson's kite. But yeah, so I would say Lucas and. Ron were like the first people that I really connected with. Cool. And then Ron, Ron was my in to, to like Wong and where they would stay because they were all living together. Mm-hmm. And Ron is just like a big old puppy dog, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Wong and Tom, who also lived there, they were a little more reserved, so it was like harder to befriend them instantly. But Ron was really easy. And then once I started hanging around more, they were like, "Oh, this guy's fine." Yeah. And then that was like the little crew that we had. Cool. And dude, it was awesome. That's and sick. like, yeah. And then, you know, looking at it from my perspective, I'm like coming home every day like, oh my God, there's this, there's this. And my lady's like, I'm still working these stupid jobs, you know? So it looked like I was just like loving it and excelling and all this stuff and which it felt good to finally Mm -hmm. be in that position. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's nice that she's finally getting it to come back around to her, to her level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The hard work pays off. Totally. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's also one of the things where I can't help but. I'm really tough on myself. It's something I'm trying to be better about. But, uh, you know, thinking, you know, she's getting paid X amount of money, which is like way more than I've ever been paid in my life. And, you know, she's at a spot where she's like a notch away from her dream job. Mm -hmm. And I'm 34 and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know, and I, I judge myself really hard on that. And I try to be smart and kind to myself about it. But at the same time, the lifestyle that we kind of have, it kind of sets us up in that way. We're so addicted to adrenaline and like a new spot that that kind of bleeds over into life. And it's been hard for me to slow that down because I'm always like, what's next? Mm-hmm. I can just go on to what's next. Like, So, yeah. What, uh, I guess, so you, you get it, you get in, you know, become part of the scene. And then has there been, I don't know, is there, for me, the first, I think the first, 
time I met you was Memorial, as I said, and it was like you Same definitely year. had your you had your own though. style, right? Like mm-hmm. all like your style then is your style now, essentially. And it's like, did you feel like you I felt like an alien? Yeah, that's yeah. That. did you fit in? You know, because you have you you know, <clears throat> which is which is kind of my comfort zone to not fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, I do things for myself to to not ostracize, but to set myself aside from everybody. At first, it was a it was a hard thing because nobody was like that, you know. And so it was like, oh man, I still feel when I show up to a spot and like Chad Curley, Dennis Anderson, Garrett Reynolds, they all roll in. First thought, let's go home. Yeah, like yeah. that's my yeah. first thought is like, fuck this, dude, I'm yeah. out of here. But I make myself stay in those in those times and just suck it up and be like, okay, well, because I'm very competitive. I want to be the best, mm-hmm. but I'm not. You know, like I know I'm not. Well, the best. you are. Well, like, you, like to, to be to you're to the best. Tag in your, what you're what you're, you're you being best to me is like contributing. Yeah, and I think sometimes we can um like base what we're capable of doing off of like what everybody else can do. Totally. Sometimes it, you you do feel intimidated, even though you could, you should have like um. A sense of we all have a sense of pride about what we like to do yeah. and what we're good at, and then we see somebody else that can do that better in the sense of like what everybody sees and how they compare it. Then yeah, you will shut yourself down. Yeah. But if you look at it like, well, you're contributing who you are to BMX, right? Yeah. So you're you're just another piece to that puzzle. Like everybody's gonna have something to deliver, and you have something to offer, and yeah. it, it is kind of hard to kind it's of go so through hard. That side. To, yeah, it's kind of hard to maneuver or yeah. like go through it, but. I can see, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to leave because of this situation. But it no, was just you always, got it, man. You yeah, got it. it was just something from a very young age that I learned. Like, when I feel awkward, I just dip, you know? I mean, that's why I left my hometown. It's why I left every spot that I've ever tried to stay in. Because I'd go to a spot and be like, all right, let's check this spot out. Look around. Okay, if, um, I don't feel like I fit in here. Bye. You yeah. know, or like, I'm done. See ya. And I just go to do my own thing. But now I'm in a spot where... Part of me is like, can we just move again? Can we go to like a small town? Can we just get the fuck out of the city? But I love being around things that I have to question mm-hmm. and that challenge me. Again, back to the challenge thing. The moment I see Dennis come in, I'm like, oh, God, just leave. I'll just leave. It's fine. But then, no, I go right up to him and I'm like, what's up, dude? And I start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we're sessioning a line. You know, and while I'm following him, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm training Dennis Anderson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and then he'll be like, yo, that was pretty sick. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Are you serious? You're He's serious. Oh, my God, he's serious. Take it as a compliment. Don't judge it. You know, and mm-hmm. like move on from there. And so it just kind of came to a point where I was like, yeah, I am me. Yeah, you, you are. You know, yeah. and I mean, the video release and all that really, really helped solidify that a little bit more. Yeah. All the comments. So thank you everybody for being kind and not being assholes. I really appreciate that. Um, but it really just, I, I've always known that I'm a little different with BMX and it was easier to be that in a small town because we were all kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And then to come here where we're at the pulse of what's happening yeah. in our scene, 100%, yeah. you know, and I, I'm riding brakes and like, I don't have pegs most of the time. And those things are okay. So okay. yeah, yeah, you know, be yourself, and, it, yeah. And, and actually being here, the first the first few weird moments of like, oh, I should just leave the session because everybody's here now. Those started to trickle away and started to be like, yeah, everyone's here. Why don't you show them what you can do? Mm-hmm. You know, then it started like, remember, remember that side of Maddie that was there? Because that's how it was the rest of my life. We'd go to a spot and we're, we'd all kind of ride the same. And it was like, but let's see what you can do. Mm-hmm. So it started to come out more, you know, and then meeting you guys and you guys being like, no, you're unique. It's OK. Yeah. Like. 
all of all of us riding like this we kind of need to see you riding like that yeah that and goes I, hand to hand with your diversity and I, point exactly. you made earlier and like, yeah. i need to see you guys doing that because i would never think of that and mm-hmm. it'll help me over here do this yeah 100 yeah so that made it really nice that's sick. yeah yeah that's cool I, I feel like it there needs to be I don't want to. I don't want to belittle it by calling it weird by any sense, but like atypical riding. You know, like you see the. You know, I mean the quote, whatever the twenty twenty one equivalent of the Smith Nose Bar mm-hmm. is. You know, because Smith Nose Bar. I like is that so we were talking about the diversity yeah. too, and I like to like kind of piece certain things together that kind of make me think about how like you need to have diverse stuff or di- diverse people, diverse situations. Um, and we talk about the breaks. You talk about the pegs. Um, even companies that have parts that are super expensive, like yeah. the Tubalitos or mm-hmm. like um, carbon fiber wheels. rims. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like having having those options. There's some somebody like them, somebody needing somebody want them. Yeah, and if you don't have those options, you'll be stuck and subjected. Yeah, to if it's not if it's way. not for you, the, have, going yeah. out of your way to talk shit on it just makes you a dick. Yeah, yeah, you know, like hey, that doesn't work for you. So in or other words, hey, you having you being yourself and contributing what you do and how you are is like super vital and important because yeah. there's some kid and, and some other dude is like oh i can do that yeah that's, that's me a part of me that and even too yeah, other riders feed off of that. your energy too i think certain things that you like to do it can kind of like open up like ah oh, like yeah maybe i get it a try get it a shot and like yeah. so yeah yeah i guess and it's, i never thought about it in that sense that like not that like being on the channel like the youtube channel is like some ultra high pinnacle or something like that but like having there's somebody out there that's like, yeah, I kind of just do like wall taps and I do this style of writing and then like seeing your video and it getting a good response yeah. overall and people just being hyped on it. They're like, whoa, I mm-hmm. could, I could do something similar and I, and it will be appreciated. Yeah. We're going to put know? in that you can do something similar, but Maddie do is on a, a whole oh, I scale. Know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like a whole same, other level. In the same family. The well, same this is family. the, this is the two that's horn. I think like sometimes it's cool to kind of remind people, even though you can probably feel like intimidated a lot of times. It's like, I, I watched the video. I was there for a few of the things. And yeah. It's like you, you got it. You're gonna, no, thanks, you're on a whole other level doing it. So no, thanks, dude. Yeah, dude. No, thank yourself. There, Get yourself pat in the back. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that thing? You got stretch, stretch, stretch. Yeah. If anybody's ridden with Demarcus, you know that stretch technique. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's really good to hear that. And actually, Corey Nastasio said something recently. And it was when we can circle around and talk about this um, at Sheep Hills. Mm. Corey was just going nuts, dude. He was just like, he is just being a madman. That was my first time ever at Sheep Hills. Yeah. What was it? The Sheep Hills Jam? Or? Boozer Jam. Boozer Jam. Yeah. And it was my first time at Sheep Hills. And we went up there and I brought my bike and I see the scene and I'm like, I'm not really feeling like riding. Like, yeah. I, I just really wasn't in the mood. You know, and Corey I comes, and I did tell you beforehand. I was like, "There's a chance you're not going to ride." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you know, kind of checking everything out, I was like, "All right." And I wasn't feeling very well, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um. And Corey comes up and he's like, "What's up, dude?" You know, uh, crazy yeah. nasty energy. You know. And he's like, "Why aren't you riding?" And I'm like, "Oh man, it's not like." And he's like, "No, bro." He's like, "People <laughs> need to see you ride. Like you're so unique. Like you need to be out here riding. Show them how you do stuff." And I was like. I love you, nasty. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he just says stuff in ways that you're like, you want to hit yourself. But he's so—but he's so right. Yeah. So right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And like riding with him at Sean's house. You know, first time I rode with him was at Sean's house. Yeah. 
And I don't do backflips. I didn't do one then, so I'm not setting this up for the best end of the story. But I knew, I was like, oh, Nasty hit me up. He's going to Sean's. Like, fuck, I got to flip at Sean's. Like, here we go. Because I know myself, and if I go ride with people who I idolize, I'm going to do the stuff that I need to make myself do. And all I wanted to do was just train him and ride with him, you know? And he's making all these noises and having fun, and he was just like, you're one of my favorite riders to ride with. And, like, that just... I could die right then. I really love you. Yeah, Yeah. like I really love you. (laughs) (laughs) He gives great hugs, you know? Like, it was just something where you don't realize because you get so caught up in your own judgment of yourself, you know, that when I'm sitting at home, like if I had a a little soundbite of Nasty saying that to me, I would play that every time I feel low. Yeah. You know, and it's just stuff like that. But you have the soundbite, it's in your head. Just recall it, you know? And it's those little things that help build me back up. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, that's an important. Uh, like workshop type thing for your own mental health yep. of mm-hmm. like when you get down on certain things, like you got to take it from an outside perspective yep. and, and look at what you're doing. And, and because there are people that appreciate you and what you do, just in even not necessarily saying you just a- anybody, anybody yep. out there, like there are people out there that enjoy your company yep. yeah. and want to see you and, and, uh, and want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And yep. so fucking reach out, yeah. you know, like Absolutely. feeling down. Yeah. So, um, Let's talk about, I guess, let's talk about the illness. The illness, yeah. yeah. So I had, um, I got my first vaccine shot yeah. on the 27th of May. And two days later, I started having diarrhea. And I was like, oh, it's just a vaccine thing, like lowered immune system. Like, this is just what my body's doing. And uh, yeah, two weeks of diarrhea was like, hmm, huh, this is a little weird. So I let it go a couple more weeks. I had one month of it. Was it diarrhea, like, um, in the sense of when you would naturally have to go poop? Would it be, like, on that, or would it just randomly come up, like, I have to go? It was, it was, uh, it was becoming more and more to the random part, where it was, like, I was pretty regular for the most part. I'd wake up, have, like, a morning dump, and then, like, maybe poop again, like, late morning, and then all good until probably the next day, mm-hmm. you know? And it started being, like, three, four times a day. And it turned into like, I mean, like water poop. It was straight up horrible. You know, it started getting a little questionable. And so after a month and a half, I went to a little like walk-in minute clinic at CVS. And they can't do any major procedures there. So they just had, what is it called? The stethoscope where they listen to you. And she was like, I think you have like um, IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome because my stomach was gargling, making all these noises. So I bought some diet books and, you know, tried to pay attention to what I was doing. On the surface, I look healthy. The thing is, I love Bulletproof Coffee. And everyone knows what Bulletproof Coffee is at this point. But if you don't, it's... I don't know what Bulletproof is. So it's it's mixing coconut oil and grass-fed butter or ghee, depending on how you want to do it, with your coffee. Essentially, coffee straight up is just super taxing on your system. Um, you know, it's a great cognitive enhancement and all that kind of stuff, but it's very taxing on your internal organs. It's acidic. It's acidic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, so if you drink it with a lot of healthy fats, it's just something else for your body to digest. gives you a little more and it actually doesn't have those like intense jitters out of the gate. It just, it's had, it's like a more sustained fuel type thing. So, and I loved that taste and I just started doing that. I've been doing that for like six or seven years. Well, I don't pay attention to portion sizes because I just didn't think about it. I'm talking like heaping scoops of coconut oil, not heaping of the grass-fed butter, but like a good tablespoon or so. And that was every single day for five years. And I would love, like how I kind of feel right now, I've already had breakfast, 
but I am a little caffeinated and I am just like light and like not jittery, but I just feel good, yeah. you know, but that necessarily isn't good. And I didn't realize that. Mm, so okay. there's no definite, there's no defining reason why what my illness came about, how it did, but essentially it's a very high fat diet. And so if we go into the last two years, I've been a delivery driver for cafe moto. So Every other part of that job is amazing, except for the driving around all these crazy assholes in San Diego. That part sucks. It's very stressful. And, you know, I don't really like to eat during the day or even in the morning. I'll have the coffee. I feel good. And then I'd get home and, like, maybe have a protein bar and then go to the skate park, ride till I fall over, come home, and I'd eat, like, three meals at once. So I was essentially leaving my system my intestines and my gastro. Just depriving it. Until... I was giving it nothing throughout the day. And then slamming it full of food at the end of the night, you know? And I didn't think it was bad because I didn't notice anything. I think of you as a very, very healthy individual. And that's yeah. and most of the food that was going in between was this, healthy. Between yeah. us, I want to talk about we filmed the clip and we saw Maddie in the background working out while we were like filming. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, like swinging oh, a fucking rope I look rope over and like he's over swinging ropes. like, yeah, he's healthy. Yeah, we'll do that aside. During yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah. EFI thing, yeah. okay. literally, DeMarcus is jumping on a rail and you, you were there and you he's, yeah you brought a, a big rope out oh, like the one right. just like, in the, it, like from the gym yeah <laughs> and you're like it's like, like we like look over right now should i be doing this right now like i need to be over there oh, like, man. Yeah. Sick. that rope is like, crazy that rope is those those battle ropes are so fun but i bought this one off of offer up and it was like it sat out in the sun and they put like super glue on it or something the thing does not bend very oh, well yeah yeah Battle Dude. stick. It's a battle stick, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but All so, right, but go ahead. Back to that. But yeah, so that was like, it's it's those types of things, you know. So anyway, so let's flash forward to now I went to the CVS Minute Clinic. She was like, maybe change your diet, see if anything changes. So did this like diet change, started doing what's called low FODMAP. I don't know what the acronym is, but it's F-O-D-M-A-P. It's basically foods that don't sit in your gut for long periods of time. So they won't mm. ferment and create gases. It's uh, easily digestible food. Low fog. That makes low sense. Fog, yeah. yeah. Is low, that what you said? Low FODMAP. Low, low, low fog. fog. I, I like the fog. low fog. Fog. I was like, I like yeah, that. Yeah, fog. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we did, so started doing that, but like nothing really changed. So I went to another, I went to a family health center. So it's like, I didn't have health insurance and I was nervous of costs and all this type of stuff. And the woman, the doctor was like, all right, we're going to need poop samples, um, 24 hours in between each one. So now I'm pushed forward, pushed back even like three more days, you know, mm -hmm. I'm doing these poop samples, fucking poop in a little plastic thing. Ugh, it's horrible. And I still didn't feel like nothing. I didn't really feel bad. I was just diarrhea. Like yeah, I just mm -hmm. didn't understand it. And I rode my road bicycle to work all the time, every single day. And I started noticing that when I was pedaling home, I'd get more and more tired. And these are not crazy hills. There's a couple hills that you kick your butt, but it's not that bad. But I started noticing I'm like exhausted by the end of these rides. So I actually took apart both of my bikes and I'm like, okay, I need to just pay attention to my own body for a minute. Cause I would go ride, I'd go ride after work mm. and I'd feel like garbage when I was in, when I was on the bike riding, I felt fine. 
because I was focused. Nothing was in my head. And then I'd stop. And my gut was like, oh, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Well, so I, I disagree with you because there was a point you were like, oh. when I think when you told me, yeah, it was like when he told, I think we're, we're at memo. We're at memo. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, you're like, you may have noticed I like kind of lost my spark lately. Like, this is how we intro to like, what is, what we'll get to. But it, and I, th- I didn't notice it up until that point. But then when I thought back, I'm like, yeah, he's like more reserved, mellow, mm-hmm. like he didn't sleep very well the night before, la- previous couple of nights, Maddie. Mm-hmm. You know, still him, but like not... Subdued. Subdued yeah. is a good word for it. Yeah. yeah. So very... it was it was affecting you yeah. like on the bike and, and just probably overall happiness, I'm sure. Totally, yeah. man. So. I mean, it was to the point where... I would just waking up every morning by um, six mm-hmm. and I would have four bathroom visits before I would leave by six thirty five and then I'd ride my bike to work and I would have I would load up my van and get out of there by nine thirty and I'd have another four or five bathroom visits. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about putting that much food in my body either. Yeah. You know? So <clears throat> after two months of shitting like crazy, I noticed that I started losing weight. And I really started feeling weak. And I got put on what's called the, a brat diet. Not put on it, but the doctors suggested. It's B-R-A-T. So bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. Just super bland. Let's neutralize your gut. Let's see what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. See if we can get you back to regular. And I tried to have applesauce. This is on July 9th. I didn't eat anything all day. I had one cup of little applesauce. Keep in mind, I'm... I'm oh, no. I stopped drinking coffee then. Um, I took a bite of the applesauce when I got home after work. And I started to puke. And so I'm in the bathroom throwing up in the trash can and having diarrhea. And Did the, you puke because of the taste of applesauce or was it because it was, of like... It was like the taste, the texture, the thought. Like I wasn't even in the... I wasn't even in the vicinity of hunger. Mm-hmm. It just like when I thought about chewing something, it just made me like gross. Like I just... It's, it's, I don't know. It was such a strange feeling. I've never had a good relationship with food in the sense of like I don't crave things that much. I eat food for fuel. I'm like, oh, if I want to ride for extended amount of time, I need to have this amount of protein, this amount of blah, blah, blah. You know, that's how I think of it. And so my lady came home from work. It was like seven o'clock at night. And I looked at her and I was like, you need to take me to the hospital. She's like, really? And I go, yeah. I'm like, I can't even, I can't keep anything down. Yeah. Like at all. Things are coming up and things are coming out. Nothing is absorbing. And so I went to the ER at uh, UCSD and they got me in. Uh, an amazing woman came in who does like the financial stuff. And she's like, how much do you make? And at the time I was before, before taxes, I was making like 2,600 a month. Mm -hmm. She's like, you can't, you you don't qualify for health coverage. And I'm like, yeah, figures. That's how it goes. She goes, what was your last check? And it was like 1100. She goes, perfect. She wrote me down for that, qualified me for emergency medical. So the whole time up until August 31st, I was covered. Shout out to people like that. Oh, seriously saved my life. Like for real. And she said that was the reason why she was in, she was on the two on one call center. She did that for like a, a couple of years and she flat out said, I wanted to be in a more purposeful spot to do it's stuff effective. like this. It's so effective hearing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Every, I can't speak highly enough. I was so nervous to go to a hospital, but everybody who I dealt with there was amazing. Yeah. So I'm in the hospital 
they're running all these tests. I have a colonoscopy set for like two days after that. I started doing drinking all the liquids, you know, shitting even more than I already was. Is that like the the stuff that they can like see? They yeah. See your, yeah uh, like... No, it's like the the drink stuff where you you just need to get it flushed. Oh, okay. you just need to get okay. every okay. single thing out of your body, all okay. the food particles. And it was within that day that I noticed how like tiny I was. Yeah. And I had just gotten these shirts sent to me by this company called Party Time. Um, thank you, Noah, for sending me these shirts. Accurate name, yeah. For a shirt like there, it's a it's a flamingos having sex. Plug. Actually, if you really if you really get close to it, <laughs> and I, it's, yeah, it is. And yeah, I put the shirt on, and I was staring like, at you for an hour and a half. Valid, But I put this on, and I was like swimming in it, yeah. you know. And that's when I noticed, like, I lost my biker booty. Like, you know, we all have pretty decent butts because we ride bikes, and like, my ass was. I look like a sixty year old yoga teacher. Like, it was done, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I never did a squat in my life. So I was super nervous. Did the did the colonoscopy and within hours they come back and they're like, Yes, you have severe ulcers in your transverse colon. And I'm like That's that means blood, essentially. Yeah, like, I mean I was yeah, like, I was like yeah. open wounds. Yep, yeah. open wounds. Yeah. And they said I mean, I, I brought up the whole thing of like, I got the vaccine on this date, started having this, and he was like, Well, I'll help reassure that. They have been in here for six months to a year or more. Oh, wow. Easily. So you've been dealing with this I've for a I've been while. dealing with this. Yeah. And actually, there was a moment about eight or nine months ago where I was I was uh, possibly talking about switching jobs, and I got really, really close to switching jobs, and I like convinced myself, okay, I'm going to put in my two weeks, all this stuff. I got ghosted from those fools, and like, I'm not going to sit here and bash them, but I want to go... I know where you work and I want to come up to you and just be like, yo, dude, you don't even have the balls to text me back and say you don't want to hire me. Whatever. Yeah. It is it is what it is. But never huge, even, huge stressor, basically. Huge stressor. Yeah. And my lady's friend, she has issues with her pelvic floor, so she's really familiar with that area. And she flat out was like, Did you did you convince, like emotionally convince yourself that you were gonna quit? And I said, Yeah. She goes, I think you might have an ulcer. Yeah. This is like eight, eight or nine months ago. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Ulcers are for old people, right? Like, what are you talking about? She goes, no, 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 no. Everything that you're telling me, it sounds like you have an ulcer. Yeah. And so I, I slow down on coffee, you know, and I like would breathe better and like meditate and like try to think about the positive stuff and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, and then I thought, all right, there's no way it's an ulcer. It's fine. Well, sure enough, she was fucking dead, dead on. So... Crohn's disease is what I got diagnosed with. Mm -hmm. And um, the best description, I mean, I have like a definition of it, but essentially what it is is your body thinks that the food that's coming into it is not supposed to be there. And so it attacks it and it'll attack your intestines. Um, your body is basically attacking itself. Yeah. And so it's an autoimmune disease. And what that means is like I'm immunocompromised and it's going to be with me for the rest of my life now. And this is something that's usually diagnosed around between like 15 and 30 years old. So mm -hmm. I'm a little late. late to the game kind of a thing. And, you know, I'm going to have to do lifelong medication. I just got my first medication dose two weeks ago. Um, and then I'm going to be doing like subcutaneous injections on my own. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's pretty intimidating. So to put it in perspective, you lo you said you lost about 25 pounds. 25 and pounds. you weigh 190 I, I, I've or weighed, something. I've weighed 180 for yeah. the last 17 years. Yeah. Like so, zero fluctuation. Yeah, twenty five pounds is a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. They weighed me, and I was one sixty, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I didn't notice it 
until, like I said, when I saw my ass. Yeah. When I saw my ass and I saw like the bottom part of my cheek was like folding under near where my hamstring is, I was like, dude. And then I started to scratch my back and I could feel my scapula in a way that I've never felt it that exposed. I'm like, whoa, this is nuts. Or just like putting my leg up on the on a table, the way my calf muscle would like hang, I could see my shin bone in a different perspective. And I'm like, dude, yeah, it like sucked all my mass, yeah, and it sucked some yeah. of my muscles, yeah. Like I was so weak, and um, to really throw in the humiliation, which is totally fine, it's very humbling. Um, I got a hemorrhoid during all of this. Yeah. I'm pooping all the time. Right? Dude, I had yeah. abdominal contractions when I would poop. Like, yeah. I couldn't stop it. It was like, I was like making noise and like, it was horrible. Yeah. I never have had a hemorrhoid before. Yeah. I struggled with hemorrhoids growing up a lot. Like, Dude, it, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's 100%. Crazy. And, yeah. And I mean, see, I've had one. That's, and this sucks, is, yeah. and this is, this is what's crazy. So like after, after I got out of the hospital, I mean, the hemorrhoid was so sensitive. Like yeah. I didn't go to your birthday because I couldn't sit like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like literally couldn't sit down. Yeah. I was like on the... I was eating. Every time I'd eat a meal, I was like this. Since we're talking about this, I got to... Since we like... It's a little personal, but like I believe in sharing it. Like um, myself and a few of my friends also have suffered from hemorrhoids from a long period of time. Yeah. And what I came to find out what worked for me because I did the whole like going to the doctor, suppositories, all this stuff, absolutely do not work. But what I do do is you just when, said I, when, I, when I do do, when mm-hmm. I do do, mm-hmm. after do doing, <laughs> is um, petroleum jelly or Vaseline. Yeah. You you clean yourself. Um, you apply a little bit of that. Yeah. Make something to sit down, like put it in, like literally like a diaper. Yep. And you sit onto it and it pushes the hemorrhoid back up and you clean yourself and they don't come back after that. Crazy. And obviously certain things that like can trigger it, but like yeah. more so just having a relaxed core can make it just like. Like you said, you were drained. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. like that can also just make it come out. But like if you are out there listening to this and you suffer from hemorrhoids and you go to the doctor and you don't have any solutions for it, try that. Like yeah. literally it works and it can help it go right back up and go away. And that was something that was so nuts because when I came home, you know, I could barely move without feeling it. And so I was talking to, I'm not going to name names because I don't want her to be embarrassed. I'm talking to a really good friend of mine and his fiance overheard him say something about a hemorrhoid because we were on the phone and she ran over and grabbed the phone and she was like, Matt, are you talking about hemorrhoids? And I was like, yeah, I have one. Like, I don't know. It's super painful. And she was like, I have a hemorrhoid right now. You know what? If it's small enough, you just push it back up your, up in your ass. And I'm like, what? I suggest, <laughs> I suggest lubing it though. She she flat out was like, if I, she goes, I know if, if it's going to be like, if I have like a rough meal and I rough poop, she goes, it comes out. I shove it back up in there and I wash my hands. And it's no big deal. And I told her, I was like, do you realize that I've been in the hospital for like a week and nobody has ever they said don't have that a solution for it. Yeah. She, she is such a big, she's such a big supporter of just talking about things that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. She goes, Maddie, you don't realize how common hemorrhoids are. They and are no one common. discusses this shit yeah mm-hmm. nobody talks about it like it's like if you don't want to put your fingers on it touch it like toilet paper vaseline yeah. apply it yeah put something down yeah sit on something hard those suckers go right back yeah. up like <laughs> it's pretty nice and i like i said i struggled since i was like 13 yeah. like literally yeah, yeah. been to the doctor multiple times and it's like to hear it it's like well 
you can't keep this to yourself because like when I hear my friends, well, like, I know, oh, I know somebody this. else like, that had yeah. that had surgery to refill. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can like, re- like yeah, like yeah, certain like certain ones cut them get, off and yeah. like sewn up, like, so, like tuck savage. up like the yeah. uh, the hemorrhoid glands. So mine, like, mine wasn't mine wasn't like so big, you yeah. know. It was probably like the size of a quarter. Yeah. It was pretty decent, I think. Yeah, you know? it seems pretty big. And then you know I was on steroids at that time, and then they gave me. Um, some antibiotics and then that helped a lot and then once the pain because the the amount of inflammation that was inside of me and going on it was so intense that they flat seems out like said, a fucking war zone basically yeah it was like yeah like it was yeah ulcers all over and all this stuff and then the hemorrhoid and, and, you're, and you're weak because you're not getting food down like it sounds fucking so dude, how, how long were you in the hospital i was only in the hospital from the ninth until the 15th i mean that's six days six days that's a long time yeah it's a long and, time for like, and the day that they said that they they were like, you can probably go home today. I was still having bloody stools. Yeah, and I called the nurse and I was like, "Yo, look at this stool. Like, I, I don't think I should look go what home. I have created. Like, yeah. look at what I've yeah. done. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this this woman gave it to me so straight. Everyone in there was so kind and like, you know, they would they would just be. They'd have like this really beautiful delivery method of how they're talking to you and stuff. Oh, yeah, this woman, it was like three o'clock in the morning. And I show her the stool and she was like, oh, honey, come on now. This is what every pregnant woman goes through. They get pregnant, they have hemorrhoids, and they shit blood. Mm -hmm. You're just going to fucking deal with this for the rest of your life. This is just how it goes. And I was like, (laughs) oh, damn. She goes, it's going to get better. You're in a pretty intense, acute stage right now. It's going to get better. But you are most likely going to deal with this for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I wanted to just slap her. But I knew that she was telling me the truth. Yeah. I was Just like, actually okay. gave it to you black and white. Yeah. 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 And she yeah. was like, so you're probably going to go home today. And I'm like, whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I went home and still super sensitive, like got all the gels, got like the A and D ointment and stuff and hydrocortisone well, cream. So like when they say Crohn's disease, yeah. you don't know what the hell that is. I had a rough idea. Okay. So 10 years ago or so when I was a massage therapist up in Humboldt, um, there, one of my clients had Crohn's disease. Okay. And I mean, this was a decade ago. And so she was always in pain. Yeah. She could move her arm like this and just, she'd be in pain, but her spirit, she was so joyful. And I've never met someone who had so much charisma for how much pain she claimed she was in. Mm -hmm. So the moment, I mean, they brought up five different ideas of what it could be before the colonoscopy and Crohn's was tossed in there. And I was like, yeah, right. It ain't no Crohn's. And then once they said that, I'm like, oh man, my whole life is fucked. And it's hereditary. It's something. It can be. It can be. So you can develop it. Yeah. So it it can be genetic. It can be, uh, it can be diet and it can be environmental like ex- excess stress. Okay. Yeah. So there's no real. But you. Definition. So so you're saying your diet and your stress create something that you're you're with the rest of your life essentially. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It like just never goes away. That's like an intense. That's like a think of think of another example of that. Like what? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is, of course, but like I can't think of I, something where you're like, you know, you. Yeah, I, don't I know. mean, you like said, you break you your you break your arm, you never works the same again. Yeah, and I that guess was, in that sense, like, and that was what I wished so bad. Yeah, I was. I'm in the hospital for all this stuff, and I'm like, I told one of the nurses, like, I wish I just had a broken arm so I could see what was wrong. Yeah, because I can't see this. Yeah, you know, it's like a back. It's so yeah. weird, yeah. you know. And even even now, like, 
honestly, I kind of feel okay. Yeah. You know, I feel fine. I'm gaining muscle back. I'm gaining my Yeah, how long back. ago is this? Like from when you were in the hospital to now? So it was July 9th was when I was like, I need to go to the hospital. Yeah. I was like, I was Not at my absolute ago. worst was July 9th to July 15th. So two months ago. Two months ago. Crazy. And, and I've how been... Much, how much weight have you gained back? I've gained 20 pounds back. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I just got weighed last night. I just yeah. got an MRI. Oh, any of you ever had MRI? Yeah, yes. MRI. Oh my God, <laughs> crazy! Oh, right? how how is like, it? How do you wah, go to a, how do you wah. go to an emergency room and get your like to get an X ray? You gotta go to MRI yeah. straight to the MRI. Yeah. It's like it shows everything, dude. I the, the everyone was like, "You've had MRI before," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Like, I, of course, I hit my head so many times. I've been in the hospital getting X rayed. Like, yeah, let's go. And the guy like hands me some um, earplugs, and at first I wanted to be like, "No, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't need these." But I didn't say anything. I was like, "All right, cool. I'll put them in." He slides me in, and he was like, "All right, so it'd be about a half an hour." And I'm like, "Oh, damn, half an hour. Like, all right, whatever." I thought it was like an, a similar X ray type thing. Yeah. I'm in the machine last night, and it's like, "What is this? This is like sound torture, yeah. dude." Yeah, it's insane. And he he said, "Okay, after after halfway through, we're gonna pull." you out we're going to inject you with this contrast stuff it's like it's a that's know, what i was talking about yeah. so you yeah. can see the way that's it flows what they, through that's yeah. what they did last night yeah. so our bodies already make it i wish i knew what it was called our bodies already make it but they just give you an overabundance amount of it so mm-hmm. you can see it and he said we'll pull you out halfway and we'll inject you with that so they stop and they pull me out and i was like yo man this is halfway like I don't even know if I want to go back into this. Yeah, people Are freak. you fucking kidding me? That's why he asked you, because people freak out in there. He gave me the little thing to squeeze. Yeah. He was like, I, I won't be able to hear you. So if you get like, if you kind of, if you're done, just like yeah. squeeze this thing. Yeah. So I was holding it in my hand. And like the first seven minutes, I was like, okay, it's just loud noise. It's all good. <laughs> dog, <laughs> dog just shook the fucking camera. <laughs> Branson. The first, the first like seven minutes, I was like, okay, this is this is intense, but I got this, you know. And then between like the seven to twelve minute mark, I finally felt what it felt to be claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. For like a second, and then I opened my eyes, and I can, I shit you not, I can see scratch marks, right above somebody my, tweaked where out. someone was like, ah, like give me out, <laughs> and I and like. And because I had my eyes closed for the whole time, but I opened them just to be like, it's not that big of a deal. And then I see those scratch marks and I was like, oh, fuck, dude. This is, <laughs> like, I was this, just wigging. This is the part where I say I fell asleep in it. Oh, God. <laughs> I was just like, this is I'm like, so yeah, I got brutal. this. Yeah. I'll, I'll take this 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. me and, they, and they put, he said it was like, this is like part of the camera. Mm-hmm. He said it was like part of the camera thing. And it was like this, uh, it looked like a little cage. Like if you were to have like a, um, circular bird cage. Mm-hmm. It was like a section of the cage that he laid on me, and I started taking really big, deep breaths. To- All right, so a little uh, dog prompted, dog versus cat intermission <laughs> out there. So I honestly was more worried about my cat attacking your of dog. So because she's but, not used to that. Yeah, and then and, and then I, tough and I realized that your your dog could actually get through the cat door to the garage oh. too. So he may stick his, his sticker head in and then just get walloped going into the garage. Cause that's it's their, like, that's their safe haven. So walk into a cat pounce. Yeah, attack. exactly. So, um, I can't remember what we were talking about. I mean, I know, Oh, the MRIs. Yeah. yeah so MRIs making um, crazy amounts. Of yeah. Noise. So you put a bunch of shit on you, obviously. So you said that was last night. Yeah, that was last night. Oh, okay. But yeah, they put this like, this like cage looking thing. He said it was part of the cameras and I was taking, um, Really big, slow breaths, try to calm myself down, you know? Yeah. And every time I would take a really big breath, I could feel, like, the electromagnetism, like, oh, shaking yeah, yeah. me. Yeah. And then I'd exhale, and I wouldn't feel it. 
And I'm like, what the? Am I supposed to feel this thing? Yeah. And then so every time I was like, I would like try to see if I could feel it and I could almost feel it. <laughs> and once we were all done, he pulled me out and I was like, yo, man, am I supposed to feel that thing? He's like, oh, sometimes you can feel it. I was like, I was feeling it like crazy. It was, <laughs> yeah. was kind of weird. You're not me supposed out. to have metal in there, right? Like they make you take no. all, yeah, yeah, like, take like, out everything. They were, yeah. they were cool with this. This is a granite. So, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, they didn't, they didn't yeah. care. But I even, I was like, oh, I have my ring. And he's like, it's small enough. It's yeah. not going to bother you. What, uh, so what's your road? I mean, obviously you're getting better. <clears throat> so what's your road to, to normalcy i guess is yeah the right so word. um if anybody has any like wisdom or anything they want to share with me please hit me up on yeah. instagram like i'm super down to talk about this stuff thankfully a few friends who i know i told them early out of the gate and they connected me with a couple people and this one kid was like from worst symptoms to feeling better was like three and a half months for him and that's pretty much the path that I'm on, okay. you know? So I have one and a half more months until I'm at his like three and a half month mark. And like, I feel pretty solid with that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do another checkup um, next week at the hospital. I haven't been working this whole time just because of all this. My job has been really cool. That's where it comes up with, you know, I flat out told the owner, I was like, I don't want to come back and drive for you. Like yeah. as, as fun as it was, like, I just, I don't think it's, I don't have a good enough understanding of how to deal with stress. And so I, one of my main things, and you're going to hear me say it now, cause I just need to put myself on blast. I need to talk to a therapist. Yeah. I want to be able to figure out how to better manage this type of stuff, yeah. you know, cause where I was, where I'm from, suck it up. You just suck it up and don't talk about it. Well, that's, that's man, man shit. Yeah. It's man yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, and yeah. like, I'm also reading a book right now. Demo and I, same page on that. Yeah. 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 I'm also reading a book right now called man enough, um, by Justin B- Baldoni, Baldini, and it's about Kyle Baldock. <laughs> if he wrote that, that'd be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's basically he he talks about how how not to not to take anything away from like women's movement and like equality and all that stuff. But he's like, look, us as men have also been really like told don't share your feelings, yeah. you know. And he's he's been an emotional man his whole life, and like I just learned in the last five years. I'm emotional too. You talked to me a little bit about that, about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, realistically, my dad was present for like my sport games when I was younger, but he wasn't present for anything else. And so I was raised by a lot of female energy. I have, I have two male cousins who I've met once. All my other cousins, four of them are all females. And I just get along with women. Like I just, they're just more nurturing. They're more understanding. They're willing for you to kind of like rant and vent and be emotional Whereas a guy is just like, dude, that guy's way too emotional for me. Like they just instantly peg you as a sensitive bitch and you're done, mm-hmm. you know, where thankfully being able to express more, you find like-minded people who yeah. are more willing to mm-hmm. share with you. I mean, I feel, I feel like at one time you were talking about something and I was like, I think you just need to care less. And that was my advice. And it was bro. like, and like in my head, like that's solid advice, but it's probably not good advice. It can honestly go both <laughs> like, ways. Yeah. Because the, the problem was, was you, I can care. Well, I'll make it just like a you, you can care way too much, Yeah, yeah. you know? And that's where I overthink things. Yeah. Like when you and I were first becoming friends, I would, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this. No, oh, this is good because I'm probably dense as fuck. It so. was, um, I don't even remember what it was about specifically. It's probably about filming something. And I was with, I was with Tom, Tom Perry and shout out to Tom because he edits the podcast. He, edits the yeah, podcast. Tom, he was sitting behind me. I think we were at his house. He was sitting behind me. 
I was on the floor. I was texting you, and I'd written out like a paragraph, and I and I would like delete it all, and I'd <laughs> write it back out, and I'd delete it all. And I remember him being like, "How many times have you deleted that message?" And I was like, "What? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, like four times." And he was like, "What are you doing, dude? Just like who cares?" I'm like, "Well, it's to fudger. It's about this." And he's like, "He's like you're." He's like, "What did he say?" He's like, "You're the." He's like, you're one of the most anxious people I've ever met. Oh. And I turned to him and I went, what? And he goes, that's anxiety. And I went, what? Like, no, 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 no. I'm just trying to make sure like my wording is right. And he's yeah. like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you're very anxious. And I never, ever thought of myself Put as it in being perspective anxious. Like yeah. That. yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. I'll, I'll text something out before I send it. I read it and I'm like, eh, delete it. And then I'll spend like 10 minutes like, should it be like this or... Eh, fuck it and i just won't even send anything yeah you yeah. know no i mean it's dude i'm i'm a fucking 40 year old man that has like been dealing with bike riders and been to multiple countries punched in the face in multiple countries and robbed <laughs> in multiple <laughs> countries you know like i've literally i've done a lot of shit and i still get nervous about asking certain people to do certain things yep. because it's maybe it's not cool and maybe they won't think I'm cool, and maybe they think that our BMX isn't cool, and they don't want to fuck with it, and stuff like that. Like, everybody has those self-doubts. Yeah, yeah. Everybody does, and everybody is concerned about image. And, you know, I talk with my wife about things that get said on the internet, like via just comments of the podcast, like anything, you know? And she's yeah. like, I don't know how you deal with it. And I'm like, I've dealt with that for... 15 years and for the most part none of it really bothers me but every once in a while some little fucking cut, yeah. it'll just can't get me it, just, can't let it get just a little you, yeah. bit it'll just get me a little bit I'm like, I'm like fuck like yeah. yeah like yeah like if you don't fucking like it maybe i'll just quit and you won't even have a fucking problem yeah you know like if you if that's your problem you know like I, but then they it win. just won't exist anymore yeah you know like like that's the reality of it is that it can knock you down enough where you're like i don't want to do this anymore yeah. and it's like this loses money every time. And so I say that I say that to people and I don't think they realize it, but like I lose money on this podcast. Yep. I don't, it's not, this is, this is no fun. This just goes to go straight into the podcast. And yep. so it's like, if people knock it and it's like, and it gets me enough, I won't be motivated to do the podcast anymore yep. and it won't exist yep. because mm -hmm. it doesn't make me money. It right. loses, I literally lose money every single month on the podcast, let alone buying separate cameras just to make it feasible for yeah. me to continue. Mm -hmm. it, I'm, I'm thousands of dollars in the hole yeah. on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. But I do it because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But if I stop loving it, it's gone. Yeah, you know, and, 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 so and, if, like, and like you said, if you let like to not stay away from what we're talking about, it's like if you let those certain things that were that come in or certain things like yeah. take you away from why you're doing it, then it just take that one to push you overboard. Like I'm yeah. out of here. And, and I consider yeah. myself fairly hardened in that sense where I don't necessarily that stuff doesn't creep in, but I see it with other people where it's like it, shit can spin them out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where it's like the care less thing because if you don't care about it yeah it can't fucking it can't chink your armor you yeah, know yeah. like and that's yeah. that's the reality is like i literally don't care about your opinion uh so whatsoever another shout out to my buddy sequoia he sent me a book um the subtle art of not giving a fuck yeah 
Yeah. That book is amazing. Yeah. And there is I forget the author. I'm really sorry. It's a, it was, that's such a good word choice too. Cause it yeah. is subtle. It yeah. is really subtle because, because at a point you could be a dick for not giving a fuck. Yeah. You and know? He, oh, yeah. And he paints, yeah. he paints a really good picture in the sense of he, he's not telling you to stop caring. Yeah. He's telling you stop caring so much that you had to delete your message five times. Exactly. Stop beating yourself up. Care less about that stupid shit and give more of a fuck about being a good person, yeah. you know, yeah. or move, like, channel that energy into something that is actually feasible to care about. Yeah. So when people, if people aren't hitting you up or you go to a spot and like all your homies are already there and you had no idea, you know, stop worrying about that part. Give less fucks about that and yeah. give more fucks about the things that are going to bring you more joy. Yeah. So yeah. that was a, that's a hard thing to swallow though. It is. You know, it is. But, yeah. because yeah. one of the things that's really crazy, humanity especially for riders and extreme sports people, one of the first things that people will ask you is like, what was your craziest crash? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and one of, one of our earliest memories, I'm sure you guys are all the same is trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My yeah. earliest memory was breaking my femur in half when I was two. Yeah. I remember every single moment of that. That's crazy. Yeah. But I don't remember, I don't, I don't remember walking the first time. I yeah. don't remember first time I rode my bicycle. Uh, I see. You know, like the joy parts, they get, subdued because of how traumatic but if we were able to shift things into we should care we should have more of a memory cement of the joy Mm -hmm. than of a memory cement of the trauma yeah but it's just how it affects us you know was it like the the phrase is like 10 positive things uh overwrite one negative thing you Ah, know that's the, the general sentiment you know but it's like that uh yeah it'd be it'd be great if we could you know, put the same value on something positive as yeah. negative, you know, but it's, but it's very, it's very, it's a complete, it's a humanitarian shift. Yeah. Like it would be the whole entire ecosystem of our world of, yeah, of yeah. all the humans yeah. would have yeah. to have that, you know, and we're just, it's just, it's feasible, but it has to be feasible in the minds of everyone in order to bring it to light. Yeah. You know, well, how did we get here? I know we're talking about being passionate and, and I, I kind of lost our, our path. Oh, like he was talking on. about oh, it's like dealing. where I'm where I'm headed now. Yeah, yeah like so you, you you talking about the job and like the um, job. Oh yeah, with, yeah. Uh, the okay. game so yeah, somewhere. so so the owner of Cafe Moto, I basically told him like I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I just think it's too. I think it's too stressful in a way that I don't understand how to deal with it. And so I think to even go back into that world is just not going to work for me. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a good two years. And he was like, Well, what about a service position where you'd work on? espresso machines that are broken or coffee machines like you'd have your own station and you wouldn't even be in the warehouse like it's a separate location Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh that's not a bad idea and the fact that he's willing to even try that is really really nice and it shows it shows your worth to him because you have a good work ethic you can be a you know like you are generally a positive person to work with yeah he wants to hold on to you and to give you the opportunity to work in a in a essentially (laughs) (laughs) amber's probably home uh essentially (laughs) i like she gets the mohawk yeah Uh, like do i need to be tough yeah uh essentially work in a field that you're not familiar with whatsoever yeah and and let you train yep you know like that's that's a compliment yeah Yeah. and so that's that's something i'm you know i'm digesting and all that stuff um but it's given given this predicament that i'm in I really have an opportunity to take advantage of accepting things that make me feel good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was, it was very difficult to tell him no, like I don't want to come back to work there. Cause I have a hard time saying no to certain things. 
And it also felt liberating and it felt great to create a boundary because mm-hmm. I flat out told him, I was like, you don't really come in the back all that much, but there's a lot of drama in the back and I don't want to just go back and work with those people. Yeah. Like it just sucks. You know, even if I was had my own like station and all this stuff and you can put in your headphones, like there's office drama with warehouse like drama. That you talk about this. Like, uh, I've always felt like it's kind of, someone's like auditing the people that I think I talked about when we did a podcast about, if we're related to BMX, right? If you relate BMX to like a normal job, you have like um, like uh, HR or yeah, HR that deal with like what's going on behind the scenes at work. Mm-hmm. So if the owners or the managers like kind of made sure that the people in the back had everything they need, you talk to them, see how everything is running besides like how good business is doing, saying like, oh, how how was your day really? Yeah. How was your day? Yeah. Then that person's like, not doing good, then you know that that's going to cause an issue if one person's slacking off. Well, why is this person slacking off? This person required different things than this yeah. person. Yep. So with you speaking up and saying, well, I don't vibe back there. Yeah. Not just because like you can't, but more so because like that's not good for your well-being. Yep. And speaking up about it, so hopefully that can kind of like create like a rift to be like, all right, make sh- I need to make sure that the people back there have everything they need. But also not just the thing they need, but they need to be heard or like yeah. um, certain things they may need to require. Like they may need to do their job better. So that's that's cool to hear that you like st- stand on that. So. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it just kind of I got to a point where I had to, you know, and it's like all of the people that work in the back who I'm speaking about specifically, I'm not going to name them. But when we have like a little group meeting, oh, they're cheerful and they're nice. But the moment you go back there, they're like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. That's not my job. And it's like, bro, we all work together. We're yeah. all mm-hmm. in this system together. They're just because, you know, literally because I was a driver, I got treated differently because it's like, oh, who gives a fuck? He's a driver. Who cares? You know, and it's like, well, you guys don't realize that I'm the face of the company when I go outside. Yeah, so a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the times, these people that I'm delivering to, they don't see the business like mm-hmm. this, they see me. Yeah. And if I bring them, which is understandable, like, you know, I should make sure that what I'm delivering looks nice. But sometimes these people that pack the, pack the boxes, they just like throw stuff in. Yeah. And then we have to double check it to make sure everything's there. Well, I open it up and it looks like a kindergartner threw stuff in here. It's like, what are you guys doing, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just make it double work for me. And it's just, then you got to take like, well, that person, next time you deliver something, that person may have an attitude with you based off of something you didn't even do. Exactly. It's like not, they need to build it from the, from the inside exactly. out. Yeah. And then, and then there's those opportunities where, you know, we're all probably not getting paid as much as we maybe should. So we'd have less care with how we're going to handle it. And then it gets to a point where, Oh, you're going to do this with 300 orders for the last six months that I've been doing this. Well, fuck it. Now I'm not even going to check the orders anymore. I'm just going to take them. If there's a missing thing, we'll figure it out. And then it gets to a point where you feel comfortable slacking, and then the slack just becomes more and more and more. And then everyone is slacking in such small ways that it becomes a big slack. Yeah. Uh, then, then the company as a whole. Then the company as a whole has like a it has a problem, you mm-hmm. know. And like I just don't like that. And I don't like people that continue that and are not willing to be like, all right, you're right. I've been I've been kind of being a dick, or yeah. like I haven't been doing it the right way. I'll do it this way, you know. And it's just like wow, I just don't like that. And I know that every job with employees is going to have a certain like hierarchy and certain click little groups. And I get that. And that's fine. Have your click groups, but also have respect for other people that right. help create that business with you. Yeah. You know? You're right. And so that's the thing is like, I'll go back and try this again. But if I have any of those vibes again, I'm going to be like, yo, I'm done. Like, it's been yeah. cool. Thanks again. You that's know, cool. you, you deserve that. Yeah. You know? So what, uh, <clears throat> circling back to kind of the, the, 
Crohn's stuff getting better and then the edit as a whole. Yeah. So obviously I, I made the edit. We slack, I slacked on it. We filmed for a, a long time, but it was definitely huge breaks in between. Yeah. Um, but like when you said like, Hey, I got fucking Crohn's. I don't know. My bike is taken apart. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be able to ride. I was like, dude, I got to fucking do this edit because it, you know, in a, in a sense too, it was always like, well, maybe we'll film one or two things. There was always something. Yeah. Else. There was always something like, Oh, maybe you will do this or whatever. And it was like, all right, that's not going to happen. Let's do this fucking edit. Yeah. And obviously part of finding the song was hard too and stuff like that, but I wasn't actively like looking for the song for those months previous but yeah. once the, the the crone thing popped up i was like if i don't i didn't you said you were bummed obviously that like you're going through this you don't feel good obviously you didn't know what the future was hold, yeah. gonna hold and i was like let's fucking edit let's get it done so he's hyped and like and it it, it's a trick. it's like a it's a positive thing mm-hmm. in in the middle of this like yeah no pun intended shit storm yeah yeah. Yeah, literal, <laughs> yeah. Literal shit Liter- storm. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was that was essentially the goal and the spark for me to actually like y- you I mean he he saw it from the uh, from the the text side mm-hmm. that I would literally send him like two to three versions pretty much a night because I would just work on it all day and be like, "All right, I'm going to quit." Uh, here's where I'm at. And then like two hours later, I'd be like, I didn't quit. Here's another version, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I get a little bit farther. What do you think of this? And it would just like go, there was literally like 10 versions yeah. on the, on the thing. It would just like progress and I would send him updates, you know, try and keep, it, it keep you involved in a yeah. sense that you could see it developing as well. Not just like deliver it to you in the end. It was but. awesome. I was, it, it's an unfortunate thing that got you to like, get you riled up to, to get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I was so grateful cause I felt it, Yeah, you know, I felt that I didn't want to be like, Hey man, I'm pretty fucked up. Can you get that edit out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need some dopamine right, in my right. system. Yeah, like, can exactly. you please release yeah. that? Yeah. But it just, it kind of came to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm probably not going to ride for months right now. Mm-hmm. I need to just deal with that. That's okay. And then the moment I saw how many texts you were sending me back and forth, I was like, Oh dude, he's getting this going. Yeah. yeah. And it was perfect. Like yeah. that's, Kind of exactly what I needed at that moment. Like I, was, I, I needed it. Like I don't want to admit that, but I will admit it because it did feel great. Yeah, and it still yeah. does. Yeah. You know, it Out should. Of, yeah, and it's like, like you're we looking were, at work you've done like that. We were, we were, we were talking about the comments. I think like last week or something. Yeah. Responding to all the comments is something I try to be really good about because I'm not famous, so I don't have like four million comments to write back on. But ninety nine percent of the comments were positive. Yeah. Yeah. And that was such a relief because I was like, oh, here we go. I'm just going to be just getting yeah. dogged on, you know. Good bike riding, but uh, what the fuck is wrong with his face? Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. 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 Stuff <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that. Literally. Stupid, yeah. Or like that dude who was like, stunts, not BMX. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. whatever, dude. Yeah. Or the guy who was like, uh, what, how did he say it? Like, even he's a pretty good rider for being bi or something. Like, what was the <laughs> fuck? he's like even though this guy's bi he's still a good bike rider i'm like what yeah like where did that come into play but all right like yeah cool man like should have been like do you mean i'm a bike rider like is that what you mean yeah bike no the the responding to the comments i felt like it was funny because i could see it there'd be like 50 comments or 60 comments or something and then i would check back like 
like a few hours later and it was like 120, 120 like literally uh-huh. just doubled you know yeah, like, yeah. yeah but i mean like that had to be a task all this stuff. obviously you're not totally. working but yeah like, so i would but. just sit down if i thought about it i'd be like oh it's yeah emotional task too because like I, I had to talk with a few people about like responding to instagram comments in general like i try to get back to it even if it don't have to be the same day but it'd be like well why like why would you do that it's like i just get tired of saying the same thing it's like well if a person was there when you got the clip they're gonna be like no oh, that was sick what are you gonna do thanks bro thanks bro that was appreciate it that's yeah. like yeah. you just yeah. go down the line but it is a toll like yeah. i'm sure yeah. you're responding to all yeah. those like comments on and yeah. everybody's doing positive stuff too so yeah sure and it's you. and it's fun for me because i don't like to do a cookie cutter copy paste thanks appreciate uh-huh. it thanks uh-huh. appreciate it. like i try to have a different spin each time but say the same shit yeah you yeah. know and one of the things i'm very literal and so i got to the point where i would write back like so good to hear and i'd be like I'm not hearing this. <laughs> yeah, so good to read. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is so good too. to read this. So you catch like, yourself responding in the way the person responds. Like if they leave an emoji, would you leave an emoji? Or if they of course. Left a, if they left I, like a sentence, I try to mirror it. If they don't put an exclamation point, I don't put an exclamation point. Boom. Like I try to <laughs> yeah, mirror yeah, that's it. Like, just, yeah. It's yeah. like if, if you're going to write, cool, I'll be like, thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, cool. Whoa. unless it was dennis unless it was dennis then i screenshot it i frame it you know (laughs) i fucking jerk off to it every day (laughs) oh dennis (laughs) how many how many exclamation points was that three oh Oh, uh, it's good Dennis wasn't here then, huh? Yeah. That'd be a super arc. Oh, if he was here, he would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a little semi over here. And I'd like, Say something again. That Dennis. body thing coming through. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. you know, yeah. I just appreciate a good male body. What am I saying? You know? <laughs> what am I trying to say? It's got it going on. Yeah, too funny. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> fuck, you lost me there. Uh, yeah. I, that was yeah. the I whole mean, point. I agree. I agree. Well, since I, agree, like, I, I had but... a thought about like um, with the video part coming out and you getting back to just being your normal self like off the bike, right? Um, do you feel like, do you have any goals that you have coming off of the such a great video, but also with dealing with the big change in your life? Do you yeah. have any aspirations to do more within BMX? more within just your personal life like what are some of those things you think about or that you want to do so i think within bmx the fact that i had been here for so long and didn't have really anything to show for it which is dennis's words exactly (laughs) um i i like that that came out in the way that it did because in a lot of ways i'm like look motherfuckers like i can produce yeah you can you know and i can produce stuff that's going to make you look you know, like I can do things and I dress and act and I'm my character will get your will get eyes on stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to keep once I get back into the zone, like, let's keep filming. Let's yeah, keep doing so. shit. You know, yeah. like I still got spots. I still got ideas. And then in terms of life, I want to get more serious about music. You know, all this downtime. I was in, I was in my apartment the whole freaking time. And realistically the first month I didn't have a lot of energy to do a lot of stuff. So it was kind of hard for me to like want to freestyle and want to like kick a beat and like have fun with it. But then the more, the more recovery time that happened, I started finding myself just like dropping a random beat on YouTube and like getting back into it. And like, I know I'm capable of this, you know? So I want to get a little more serious with music. I'm probably going to buy some stuff to where I can be very self-sustained at home um, and just create like basic beats or buy beats and to start writing more songs. And because 
that is something that I'm very, like I was telling you before the podcast, before we started, I'm intimidated to fail at that because I'm not very familiar with it. Right. But the familiarity I have is enough to where I know you, dude, you take me to an open mic, you take me to a show and drop a beat. I'm going to entertain the whole fucking crowd. Mm -hmm. Like I already know what I'm capable of. I've been on the stage many times, you know, so I just, I want to challenge myself and I want to do that more seriously because I know what I can do. Yeah. That's what's up. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's should we should we run through some of the behind the scenes of the stuff of the edit because we did the so we did the two seventy video it hasn't dropped while we're while we're filming this but um I have the I have the rest of the raw cut the dog is getting at its tail right there um but do you should we do that or should we I'm down what do you to think? do that yeah um, so I posed I posed a couple I posed a couple questions or just like hey I'm gonna be I'm going to be on the podcast. Is there anything that you guys would like me to talk yeah. about um, while you're getting into this? It seems like it'll tie in pretty well. This is from Tyler Wagoman. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Tyler. Keep going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Tyler Wagoman um, says, explain the kissing the spot and the bike, please. Oh, yeah. That's I see many one. people doing this. The many people doing this thing, I disagree with. I haven't so seen I've only many. seen one other person that I think um yeah like I, I, I don't you, yeah I've I don't see any it. people at all so, I yeah. if you ever if you can jog your memory to figure out who that was that would be really sweet yeah who was it God, it's on the tip of my tongue I can't is it a bike rider yeah it's a bike rider nice yeah older uh our age our age mm-hmm. yeah yeah so there was just you know I Fudger and I talked about it with the raw cut there's something that, for the most part, we're very separate of, and I'm including myself in this. Ben Lewis. Ben Lewis, really? Yeah. That's cool. That's it, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Dude, shout out to Ben Lewis. Yeah, That's so sweet. He's the only other person I've ever seen do it. That's yeah. awesome. There's there's just this, you know, <clears throat> the older I got, I started to, you start seeing things in different perspectives, and I essentially just saw, I saw bike rider bike riders as a whole from like outside i would look at us as like ants Mm -hmm. and not ants in the sense of like the swarm but we come to a spot and then we just pick it apart and we just do anything we can to it and then more people show up and we just start doing all this stuff and we're just destroying these little areas you know and what i realized was i've never really been around people that would show up to a spot and not to say like hippy dippy, let's grab some sage and smudge it, but like who's really there going like, man, I'm so glad this architect built this ledge like this or built the building with a quarter pipe on the side of it. And so I found a way to kind of honor the spot, the the space that we're about to come ride. Because for the most part, a lot of people view this as de- destruction of property and we're being a bunch of criminals, you know? And so if that's already the mindset that a common person has, I don't want to continue that. Like I want to show up to a spot and if I'm ready to go crazy on it, I want that spot to know that I care about this space. I know it's inanimate object. Um, I'm grateful that this space is here because what I'm about to attempt, I really hope this spot goes along with me and that everything works out smooth. And so that's why I kiss my bike and it's hard to see, but on the, on my top tube, since I have my dog now, I have a little dog paw sticker and then I have a little piece of white tape with a heart that I draw on. And so I kiss two fingers 
and then I touch both of those spots and then I kiss whatever my same hand and I touch the space, the spot that I'm going to jump or usually it's like more of the launch, not necessarily the landing part, but it's just like a way to kind of honor the space and hope that everything is going to be smooth. You know, it's just a way to be like, Hey, I know you're here and this is super unintentional for what you were built for, but I have a cool idea. Are you going to be nice to me? Like, please be nice to me. (laughs) Don't, don't hurt me. I like, I I like the idea of like, uh, giving emotions to like inanimate objects. Me too. Is it totally different in a sense, but Mm -hmm. like I do that to my bank account. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like if you, if you like spend a bunch of money, like it's like my bank account is like, is like, like, dude, what are you doing? You know, like sit, like, sit you down for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, like think about this, you know, like, and it's like, it's like, a, it's taught. It's like judging me, yeah. you know, like, like, dude, yeah. you Sending know, you all these highs and lows. Yeah. You feel great whenever <laughs> yeah. you get what you're getting. But I, get, I do that with other things. You know, you do it with cars all the time yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. You do do that with other things. You but just never thought about again. it that way. That's true. Like, yeah. I like, I like to hear that now. Cause like, um, I think I do that in a different way without like, even kissing the spot is like more so in the sense of if there's a lot of people around, a lot of my friends see me do this. It's like, Hey, don't go over there. Stay out the way. Don't touch this. Move out the way. Yeah. So in the sense of like, you're just making it harder to like be here or to appreciate the, the, the spot itself, even though we're destroying it yeah. at the same time. It's like, but that is pretty interesting to hear. To What I've noticed with you is your patience. I try to. When we've been out riding centered. Yeah. You're very, you're very centered and, patient with a spot like try to be i don't know there's there's just a lot of people that i see they show up to a spot and they just can't get their bag off fast (laughs) enough to go hurry up and do the first trick you know or to hurry up and get a clip on the spot and i've noticed that's i mean that's kind of how i view my like kissing and stuff you Mm, kind of sit back and you're you kind of just let you let time happen while you're you're probably in your head like how am i going to get to this can i link it like that which is you not just jumping into space and like ah i'm here look at me you sit back and just like all right well this is what i want to do like let's see how the space is going to be and you give it time to breathe you know and that to me is a along the exact same lines as what i do when i kiss the stuff i love it it's like you give it you give it time to breathe because just because you want to land and do a trick doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Right. That's true. Yeah. 100% you know, true. Just, it's just, you know, some people are like, how did you think that was going to work off of the 270 foof off of the, and it's not a three tap off of a roof, everyone. Yeah, like, exactly. Does <laughs> anyone <laughs> notice that my tire foof news the corner? Like, yeah, Jesus. Not a three tap. How many 270 foofs do you see off of a roof? What's this going to call a three tap to uh, foof or one of those we're gonna call it a three tap to pole jam. Yeah, jam I know, pole, right? right? That <laughs> pole, pole pedal stall. But there, yeah. you know, some people ask me like, how do like why would you even have done that? And I'm the so only why thing, wouldn't you that? But like the only thing I can say is okay. There's realistic thoughts, and then there's fantasy thoughts. I've got a couple fantasy thoughts that are there's no freaking way that I'm gonna be able to survive my fantasy thoughts. But the realistic ones, I can see a small percentage of that happening. And as long as I align myself in the right mindset and it's the right time, those are going to happen. Yeah. Like there's no avoiding it. Oh, the bank was so small. How did you want to land in that? It wasn't that small. It's perfect. Oh, the poles were barely bike length apart. I'm not landing sideways. That's what made it cool. Yeah. yeah. You like, know, it's like part of the yeah. whole thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's literally, it adds to it. It's mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it. Like, you were built for that, question. man. Yeah. You, yeah. you were the person yeah. to do it. Like yeah. I passed by that spot so many times and I thought like, I think oh, it was a cool little bank to ride around. That's 
know, that's just a like, center center of San Diego on uh-huh. a fairly major street. If you yeah. take Max, at it'll it'll push you a Seven Eleven. At a Seven Eleven. At a Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Shout out to Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. All over the world that have spots at them. Yeah. And get sponsored fuck, by Seven Fuck the ones that don't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if your Seven Eleven doesn't have a spot, burn it to the ground. Let's yeah. build a skate park. Yeah. Uh, let's run through some of these. So these are some of the. I think I I tried to go kind of chronological with the raw cut, but these are. Yeah, you yeah. perfect. Yeah, I think I put the note in the raw cut. Yes, yes, my dog has a tube for a leash. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> when, you for, when you forget, yeah, when you forget, a, when you forget your dog's leash, Here's grab a tube. a tube. So. Someone, someone also asked me how many leather vests do you have, and do you have ones for like riding and like ones for just like going out, like. No, I've had two my entire life. This one in this clip is the second one I've ever had. The first one was a bone death one. And when you have a leather vest, every occasion is okay to wear a leather vest. <laughs> so you don't need to have a going out vest or anything. From a from a filmer editor standpoint, this is the one uh, clip, one mistake in the video. Mm. Is that uh, the... Just a little bit more. So I turn it up and so post. Sick. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, this is this is that, that was my idea. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I have my moments. But, yeah, because uh, because before I was just like three tapping to like tire grab or something yeah. whatever. And you're like, what about five forty? And see, I couldn't reach that spot, so I'm not just gonna leave and like not touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though based on like the setup and like all that, like it was pretty obvious if you have the speed, you're gonna be fine. But, but I mean, it it goes to show so there, there is no man, there min, very minimal roll ups. Yeah. Like, oh, this is another. Yeah, that, sorry, over. Have you ever jumped the hip somewhere. there? The, the one you were just good. the one you were just standing on. No. Uh, oh, scary. from the like, from the from the mini ramp. No, over the that's like, the only bar, one I've ever ridden. Yeah, we rode it for like forty minutes. That was it. Place is super fun. That Savage. was bitch. That was so fun. <laughs> that was one of the situations where. Uh, I think maybe you thought I was looking for cars and you're like, you good? And yeah. it was like, is it good? And yeah. I was thinking just selfishly and I was like, I am good. And you, and you, <laughs> and, you say it right here and yeah. I'm just like, Oh yeah, I was going no matter what. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> it was clear. I was saying I'm good. Now or never. Because I mean that's a fast road, so that car yeah. was definitely going like fifty. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, so these are early on. We filmed all of these like within the first week or something, and then we took like a huge several yeah huge several break. month break. So yeah, that was still on the on the bone death frame. Solid bike stem. Shout out to solid bike. Still have that stem. Nice. Oh, is this a guy walking by? I know you don't want to miss that one. I mean, look at that thing is just asking to be jumped off. Oh, like, um, it looked big from the bottom, so I know it's huge up top. Like, yeah. any roof, doesn't matter how big it is, it seems big. It's one like, thing to jump off of it, but it's like you have to go past the sign, yeah. which like makes it, hopefully, people. <laughs> wow. There's a, you know. And I ate, a, I ate my ass in that one. Yeah. I definitely, definitely <laughs> ate. Yeah, that got slow mode in the video, but that, I mean, I think the real time one shows how fast you were cruising at the bottom. Wow. I was done. <laughs> Anytime landing in the grass, I know people are like, "Oh, landing in the grass." I'm like, but that's the beautiful land. thing about BMX people. You can do whatever you want anything, on anything. Right. So, but landing, no land, I mean, look at the divot right there. Like, just I thought I was gonna just get sucked into it. Yeah. 
ass. Yeah. Think about how limited <laughs> you would be. Just think God you're limiting God. yourself when you don't do something based off of what people Hell think yeah. like that. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this was this was so fun. So we had ridden like all day. I want to say we went up almost into LA area. And it was like Gary, Tom, and myself. And we stopped here on the way home. Obviously, it's nighttime. <clears throat> and we started riding. What is this? Carmel Valley? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw that pole and I was like, dude, that oh, would be that so, so loud, sick man. to hit that pole. But it was, I forget what time of year it was, but it was like misty. Cold, yeah. It was cold. And dew would form on the pole. And so every time I would go to do the pole tap, I'd have to go up and wipe it off before I went and did it because mm. literally the first time I hit, I hit and slid. And oh, thankfully no. I got my bike over the fence in time, but I hit and slid. And so I was like, fuck, every time I do it, I have to go wipe the pole off. So it was such a mental thing where I'm up on the quarter pipe like, okay, you ready? Battling, trying Am to ready make now? sure you can okay, do I'm, it. I'm ready now. You know, and like wipe it off and then drop in and like hurry up and go back. Wow. Around. This is a very un unridden skate park in, in uh, San Diego. Not many people go there. The only... Everybody knows this park for the uh, the topside ice from Joe Riley in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the only like well, thing. Didn't, and, and then people ride off the off yeah. the awning onto the. Yeah. I want to do. Ooh, say it out loud. You got to do it. I want to drop off that awning into the quarter. Oh yeah, oh, that'd be that's amazing. what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, Tomorrow did the double peg to wall right one eighty back into the quarter pipe. Double peg up that rail to wall up. right the quarter pipe all the way one eighty back into the bank. Oh, I forgot about that one. Whoa, 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 shout whoa. out to shout out Say to San Diego's newest resident. He's back, yeah. Ty oh, Morrow. Right. He's coming back. He's coming back in like ten days. Oh, no what? I didn't know it was that days. soon. Shout out to about to get blown yeah. up. Yeah, Damn, Damn, that's sick. So he he double pegged up the rail, up the up the rail, yeah. to gap to wall to one eighty back into the quarter pipe, like Dude, to the wall. Yeah, that's. I'll and that wall's not clip later. That wall's not wild. close. It isn't. And it it's is. like that is slippery. All that stuff oh, is slippery yeah. too. That's and awesome. you want to jump off the awning into the quarter pipe and not the bank, right? Yeah. Because I saw yeah. what's like Dennis said, like a three can can. There's been a few things like Mike. And Mike Gray did some stuff Mike too. Gray and, yeah. And um, Brad Moore. Did Brad Moore do stuff? Fernando just you just got a foof that bitch, dude. Oh my god. Three tap. Got all the ways. Three tap. Retap oh, f- well, oh, yeah. there's some weird pipes on top. Yeah, there's like a box. There's like some tap on the yeah. pipe. <laughs> I mean, that would be like four. I'll just, I'll just be shoot, like four three taps. We'll keep it. We'll keep it moving because uh, I don't. Demarcus for Demarcus got 13 minutes before he needs to leave. So, but this one's a cool clip. Yeah, cool clip. It's a fun but, little spot. Just uh, not really a whole lot you can do there. Yeah. But that that worked out nice. That was a lot. And that was literally yeah. just said yeah. that works. Uh, we talked about yeah, we, we got that set up. All video, that so we'll go. Oh, oh, here we so go. So that goes that goes to show the timeline though. Basically, that he did the wall ride first, and then we came oh, back yeah. at a later date I'm, to I'm, do that. So now that you now that you brought that up to my attention, yeah. I went back and watched it, and it's like you're on a different frame. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm like how yeah. did I not notice yeah. I'm on a different frame? <laughs> Ah, oh, this one was. That's dude, scary, I, went to, I went to Chula. I went to Chula the other day, and I told people about it. Like, like they're like, "Oh, this is that," and they're like, "Oh my god, it's so, so scary!" I gotta give. I'm talking over this because this is embarrassing to hear this part. Of myself. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta stance. give. I gotta give uh, major props to Chad Curley because he was there on a session that I just happened to pop in at, 
And I don't know. We were like up top there, and I just happened to look at it, and he's like, you definitely got that. And I'm like, you think? And he's like, dude, that'd be so badass. Really? And it was just, see something like that. It was just kind of like a kind of back of my head thought. And then the more that I kept going there, I'm like, you know what? I think this is, I think this is doable. And I kept practicing, like getting the speed. And I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna really do this comfortably. But yeah, catching the camera, I was very impressed with that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Someone left a comment. I was like. You know you're a pro when you crash and still catch the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, as yeah. I as I said, I place a camera in, in a situation like that, and I've already ride it off basically. Like, if anyone's uh, ever been to this skate park, you know how diverse this park it's is. Very diverse. It's dude. like it has three different sections that don't really connect or flow together. And it used to be a vert ramp there too. And yeah, it used and to be a big old yeah. wooden vert ramp, and the bank that I come up to to do this on is just like a big wedge. And so I had to pedal pretty fast, and then all your speed is done by the time you're up to to the top of it. And then you just got to pedal your tits off. But yeah, that right there, like that bank just kills you. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's one of the more underrated clips in the video. That's why Mm -hmm. I opened up with it. But like that dive-in right there, like that moment right right there there is like... That's when it felt so good. And you you come unweighted. Like watch it. Like right, right I, I loo- yeah. you can yeah. you see it from you see it from the next view. Yeah. I totally come off the air, come off the ground. Yeah, that felt that felt so good. Oh, that felt so good. Oh, that was a fun one. Oh, I, yeah. I like the sympathy. See, that's the thing too. Is like for for somebody when you're making a video and it's like you're showing emotion and like and that was like part of my goal with the video is like to show like you in a sense but like also just like like the energy the build up yeah the energy and yeah. like and like the celebration and stuff like that and like there's a lot of people that don't care for that stuff of like patting yourself on the back yeah. but at the same time like fuck it dude, dude like i would have fucking if died there's 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 several scenarios where i would be like fucking melted and off yeah. my bike for a very long time so i'm pretty fucking happy yeah. that i'm good and if there's no one in your corner and you're not going to be in your corner for yourself yeah. You got to reevaluate. That. Yeah. Yep. You need to be your own cheerleader. And uh, case, case, in, case in point, I wish we could have yeah. cheered for this one. You're right. Gosh, this was just. So I f- did. I find that piece of wood. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you brought so it. So I found that piece of wood somewhere in like an alley, and I just threw it in the back of my truck, and I was like, "We can use this for something." And I had this idea to jump off that quarter and Ruben wall ride that thing, but obviously there's no embankment. And I had wall ridden the other one on the other side, but it wasn't a Reuben. It was just like a normal wall ride, and I would land to like tire tap on the ledge. And I just had this vision, like this would be so sweet. But also, you know, I don't think of myself as someone who, unless someone wants to do it now, if anybody wants to build with me a better landing of that, I'll pull this. Like I want to do this, yeah. but I need a proper landing. I think I, I mean, this is a long time ago at this point, but like I think I remember when you pulled out the board, I was like, that's thin. Yeah, like I just remember being like, "That's pretty thin." Mm-hmm. And and if you if you see, there's like a white sign that says something mm-hmm. at the very top of that. I used an old tube and I cut it up and folded it a bunch of times because there's a screw that is sticking out. And I like, you envisioned go be, I envisioned there. hitting that screw yeah. with my back tire was yeah. like essentially where I was aiming because I don't want to have to go further to one to like the left or the right because there's not that much space. Yeah. I mean that whole thing width wise is like maybe four feet. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And then the wood itself is like two and a half, 
Yeah, three. it's definitely thin. It's not a it's not a full sheet. Yeah. That's for sure, or not a full width of a sheet. Yeah. Um. So it just wasn't working out. It just didn't feel right. And Gary was there. Um. In a lot of these clips, it, it's probably not realized, but Gary has been there for a lot of these clips. And since since becoming friends with Gary, since moving here, you know, it's one of those things where Gary's like, he's up here. Yeah. You know, it's Gary Young. Um, when I started texting him and he like remembered my name, I'd be like, Oh my God, Gary Young. <laughs> so when he started coming along with us and riding with us and be the point where he's like, you got that. Like, you know, like we went and rode Paula pool and I remember Gary saying something like, like Maddie, you got homework. And I was like, Gary, say it again. And I'm like trying to do this move. You know, I was trying, I was think I was trying to abubica the love seat. Oh and yeah. The, for the little day edit thing. Yeah. The little yeah. day edit. And yeah. I was trying to abubica and I just couldn't get the fakie because the more, the sun was out, the drier it got, and it was slick. And I just probably tried it like 18 times. I was so beat up. And I hear Gary be like, you got it. Like, you got homework. Like, we need to get home and do your homework. And I'm like, say it again. What does that mean? I don't know. To me, it was like, hurry up and do it because you have to get home to do homework. Okay. That's how I interpreted yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But I also just. Must have just been a joke at the time. It's just yeah. Gary Young yeah. telling me I got it. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so for a split second, I was like, okay, I got it. I was like, no, 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 no. Gary, will you say that to me again? I got it? Okay. And it just solidifies stuff. Yeah. There's something about Gary telling you you got it that just works. And at that wall ride, I was struggling trying to dip. And, like, that quarter's weird. I just couldn't quite get the angle. And I went up to Gary, and I was like, what am I doing wrong? And he's like, well, uh, I don't – you're not doing too much wrong. I don't really want to get in your head too much. So, like, you're doing – like, you're you're close. And then I eat shit and like almost separate my shoulder. Yeah. And after the fact, he was like, I wanted to tell you to try to aim more like this, but I didn't want to stop. You you were so close to getting it that I didn't want to, you know, change your thought process. It, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what do you what do you say? And so I'm grateful that he let me go through it, and I'm grateful that I did it and like survive and everything. Um, someone asked about that crash, like how, how gnarly was that crash on you? And I was like, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Like I thought I definitely separated something and let's see what it's, it's great. Like, I can't even remember what shoulder it was, it was left shoulder, left shoulder. Yeah. Um, and Gary was like, touch your other shoulder and like doing that. He's like, you feel any pain? And just, just the fact that I could do that, you know, just the fact that I could do no, that. Right shoulder, right shoulder. That's one. Yeah. Holding. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It was right. Okay. I'm like, what? Right, yeah. whatever. That's it good. feels I still feel it a little bit now, but it's so much better. Um, but yeah, I was out for two months. Yeah, I went home and hugged ice, and I was I was on I was on ice therapy for as long as I possibly could, and just like keeping <laughs> wow. my arm to my body. I realized you were jumping a bit. Oh, oh that's where I almost hit the blader. <laughs> See how quick he moves his, yeah. his blades too. This is just a random one. I think we went up to that weird yeah, music festival like or something wheel. like that and just got this. Oh, that yeah, is that yeah. is what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, this is like 9 a.m., 8 a.m., kind of early. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but that whole, I mean, I think there's been a lot of stuff from there. There's definitely some more options to do there. It's such a weird park. At this spot? Yeah. Yeah, those slides look fun. and Yeah, like, yeah those slides definitely look that fun. That was cool. Kind of ran into it. Well, yeah. Yeah, that was that was. I was like, I want to be up here, and I was like three feet lower than what I wanted to. Be. Yeah, so good. sick. But that I love that slow motion. Yeah, a little tight shot kind yeah. of put it in perspective for people. I think that was good. It's cool how it shows. That was good. <laughs> Way to go, Maddie. Dude, that whole like three tap over the thing that we were kind of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, this clip. I, I think this is the sleeper clip of it. I think yeah. It's oh my God. Another another one of the other questions was asked was like, 
how like how did you prepare yourself for that and i'm like Maybe. i went up on the roof and saw that it was an embankment and a roof and what do you mean how do you prepare you just, just one of those days just one of those yeah. days where like we show up to this roof and we see this like creek flow this minimal this like tiny little water stream flowing through and every like gary and there he was like i can't ride it like it's yeah. There's no, we can't ride this. And I saw that roof right there, and I was like, dude, that'd be so dope to do a fucking jump off that roof. And then I thought, like, well, how many roof jumps am I going to do? Like, why don't I just fucking table it? <laughs> and yeah, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, shout out to Gary for uh, he had all these clips. It was like literally, I think I had the edit pretty much finished, and I was like struggling with some like timing of clips in general. And I think I, I, I pulled a clip or two, like kind of the the roof the the freeway, the freeway or whatever. Yeah. and it was like gary i see you in the background like literally <laughs> it's camera. like like there's gary yeah holding <laughs> holding <laughs> your dog holding your dog <laughs> and he has his phone i'm like do you have that you know and he's like sends it and it's like you know one of the last things i added to the edit yeah. you know so yeah. it's cool that it's just like and hey come to find out that's a pretty famous spot that goes back oh really a while yeah someone hit me up um Dude, what's, it they, what's it what's it say look yeah it looks like they tried somewhere. yeah they tried um they called it the twin banks hmm. it's called the heard twin of banks. that yeah i heard of those in i think they said v v town twin banks or something i don't know what town we were in no. i have no idea here's the infamous 270 which you'll have to watch the other video for that we could go on forever but demarcus has uh two minutes two and 24 minutes. seconds so we're gonna have to say <laughs> goodbye to demarcus at a point you, just, you know, there's always those, da those dad responsibilities oh, wow. come through, yeah, right? You know? There's always there's always those things that you want to one up yourself. I should have jumped on the dude. Picking that's tables. so sick, man. How it's sick cool, would it have been to jump up on the picking tables? <laughs> I want to go back and three it. I really cool. do. You got it. Yeah, because you're landing in mulch. You know, the landing is good. And this is just all about centering myself. You know, just such yeah. a sick setup too, because you're jumping over like a little drain off of a lip, then it yeah. gets pretty tall. But like the way you boost the lip over is, is perfect. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, look at yeah. it. Like, Hopping a curb over. Yeah. Perfect. That's so good. And was... plus, it's like a mile from Dennis's house, and he hasn't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs> he knows. I exactly know he knows. Where, he knows exactly where it's at. Yeah, that was fun. This is the clip that we dropped. This is like full-on covid basically yeah. like there's yeah i said it spot is literally on the five freeway but it was just kind of slow for the edit and the, the song had slow spots and it fit but it was like a little too slow and it just like i feel like ah, i, I feel like I, thing. yeah i almost feel like i could have filmed it a little bit better from the from the drop side yeah. and that would have made it a, a little bit cooler i mean i think we got the one little random clip but it, it just like didn't fit in with yeah. like the exit, like, you want to show that you, like, yeah, were in complete control yeah. type thing, you know? Yeah. So it was just a hard clip to This is just one of those things in. that so, wow. when... Um, but look how, look, like, that whole oh, clip, man. that whole clip, one car went. That's the northbound yeah. 5 freeway. Yeah. Like, just for well, people that were... That specific highway. Oh, yeah, that's PC. Technically. Yeah. yeah. But still... But that's the exit to go... Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I mean... It, it was, was so dead. Yeah. And that was, that was... um. I had been riding my road bike past that, like where that car just went. I'd been riding my road bike past that for weeks and weeks and weeks. I was doing this, this, um, uh, like event job where I'd like help, like set up spots, like with chairs and tables and stuff. And I'd ride by that and I'm like, dude, that's a perfect quarter pipe. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Like that would be so cool to get something on there. So I'm, I'm stoked to even have that done. This one. I think, did we do the same day? Uh, nope. No. 
No? No. <laughs> no. Different outfits, you know? Yeah, yeah this is more more COVID, so... No cars. Yeah. No cars. No parking and blocks. Yeah, parking spot. blocks in front of me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah now there's yeah. parking blocks. It's, it's like, 110, Demo. We'll go to 115. 115? Yeah. But yeah, this spot was pretty sweet. So I had never seen this spot, and then during COVID was like, all right, well, I'm going out. I'm tired of being inside. I'm going to go explore. These are some random dudes who are just like shooting yeah. weird photos for yeah. who knows what. Flicker or something. <clears throat> but I found, I, I found, I discovered this bank when I was in Little Italy, and I'm like, whoa, this is sweet. Come on, come on. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And I just realized, like, how awesome oh. of a bank it was. Oh my God. And so just kept coming back. Like, I had already filmed a couple little things on my own, just, like, my own little phone doing stuff. But I really, really fully wanted a 540 hurricane that. Oh, yeah. That was the main goal, was a 540 it. And I just couldn't. The, that oh, wow. that other 180, oh, it was something, I think this is going to sound like an excuse, but whatever. Every time I touched and my tire touched oh, on that, shit. it was like the curvature of the pole because it was such a small diameter. When I would touch and go to yank, the way that my tire was on, it would send me in a weird position mm -hmm. to where when I'd go to spin, I was kind of tilted. And it was just hard to get the full yank. You're a pretty precise guy, too. And for you to know that shows a lot. Because, like, um, watching you ride in person and watching you do food stuff, that's pretty wild. Yeah. You're pretty calculated. Yeah. Like, hearing you say that, I know that that's actually what it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It was because, you know, I think the one that I actually pulled, I'm a little to the left, if that can even make sense. I'm a little to the left of the pole. Mm -hmm. And that just, it's sitting. So wild, oh, man. God, this one. Is it? Ah. Yeah, this is a good... Yeah. The, so this is where a little bit of anger comes in. I get upset because things aren't going my way. But you, this is how I center myself sometimes, is I need to just do push-ups. Ah. Psycho. <laughs> yeah, I call him a psycho. <laughs> but I would say that to your face. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then see, I'm like, okay, I'm all... I'll get up. Go say hi to the space. See, give it a little love tap. And then next girl. And this is just how I had to do it. I had to foof it first. I can't just oh, go yeah. straight into it. Got to set that up. Boom. Boom. God, it felt good. So, it's so funny how quiet it is. It looks good. It is really quiet. Yeah, it's downtown San Diego. Barely any flights, too. Yeah. yeah, we were trying to shoot. We were trying to get that fufanu for the with the plane or whatever. And, and it wasn't every two. It minutes. was literally yeah. every like twenty five minutes. Yeah, we were like standing, standing around for a while. It was like never we'd, mind. We'd miss one. All right, we were off. We're, yeah, there we're was like, one. Yeah, yeah. We missed we it. <laughs> I don't know why I was like thinking like vertical for a second. I know. I saw that. My turn. fucking brain. It's I, such a cool shot, though. Yeah, yeah it's it's I, like I could have done better, but. That's right. I think, me, me, I think we did all right. Me foofanoo and stuff. Oh, jeez. So Here. here's the here's the, the shape. Here yeah. Shaved my face. I think, yeah, you just have four, and this is oh yeah. Four days before this. And this is this is stuff we were filming for like a GT project. But shout out to to GT for I was like, can I just use some of these clips? Like even just the it was mostly just the fall. Like I was yeah. like the fall. Like kind of like brings everything all the other crashes together and like i was really in a visual sense you know i really wanted to get my boat my other tires back on the curb again so i was so in my head yeah. about this is one of the ones landing. where it was my idea gone bad 
basically. I was like, yeah, you could like air it and then hop back on the curb yep. and then like you know like and right like a Chase D style yeah. clip, you know. And it just I was already yeah, you were you were there for yeah 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 I was, there, yeah. Fucking, yeah. I was, I like was already my brain was already on the bank like i was already on the bank yeah that, I dude that's on. how it happens man i've seen yeah. colin do yeah. that a lot like um just in you've seen it in different video parts from him where he would jump on something skinny yeah and it's like you're so focused on the thing after that you're, you're on step three yeah. you mm-hmm. forget about yeah. step one yeah exactly. I, i've done that and uh, now, many times i've fallen dropping in yeah. to quarters multiple times oh, in my yeah. life and now i look at a curb with like a whole different appreciation and like that's right yeah you need to be and that's another reason why i think it's great to give thanks to the space because it helps you become more aware of the space and uh, it kind you're of reminding yourself to like step by like step all of these little things are here don't skip them yeah don't skip them because mm-hmm. you can't skip them you can't skip that curb up to the thing because then how would you even get up to that thing that's right like yeah. it's an integral part even though it's tiny and you're used to this yeah. you know and then this so was... you, i can just see how pale i am right there i didn't have a whole i passed out later on that day did you yeah i, yeah. I fell on the, just fell on the floor I mean, in the bathroom Yep. You gotta go. Yeah. Marcus is out. Thank you, sir. No, thank you. I'm sorry. No, it's all leave, good. But like, that's, that's hey, dad I stuff. appreciate the absolutely, man. Pretty, pretty insightful. Very, very. Yeah. Well, and it's good to talk with you because you, you have capacity for those conversations. You know? I hope people do. I hope people get like a lot out of it. Yeah. Well, at yeah. least like um, for the things that you talk about that are super personal. Um, even with health, try yeah. to like make going to the doctor normal. Yeah. And also yeah. like um taking care of yourself. If you have some ropes in the back while your friend grinding the rail, yeah. get those ropes out yeah, and exercise. Yeah, but <clears throat> even talking about that stuff is pretty good to at least try to take care of your body just in case if you are sick or have something come up, then your body can take it. Because if you yeah. weren't like just say if you weren't exercising or if you weren't trying to be healthy, yeah. it could be a completely different thing. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Like uh, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. So yeah, the the old nail in the board. Oh, this whole this whole scene. I'm gonna fast forward through some of it, but it, this this whole scene was basically this is we just went out to film some stuff for the Aclaw Carbon Rim yep. review that it still hasn't come out yep. because fuck my life. But uh, <laughs> but this is just a joke. Ugh. This is just a joke that just turned into just went all wrong. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't that bad all wrong, but it just didn't we, fully mature. Well, it cost you a fingernail. Yeah, yeah. My finger, my fingernail's much better now, but it is definitely changed from that. Yeah. I think, it, I think the idea, the the thing is kind of funny because like just that straight on shot, like in the in the trailer, you're like, what the fuck what? is happening? Like, dude is like all over the place, yeah. landing in trailers, doors, like so. It's it's pretty funny to have clips that you don't get answers to as well yeah because people were like what were you doing in that who knows who knows we had no fucking idea no yeah we had no clue we figured it would we were that was like one of the best ones yeah i thought i thought you pulled that one my foot came off but i didn't touch my right i think you did do i it does because oh yeah i touched yeah because i i would i would i may have used the clip outside of that if if it didn't if it didn't but yeah it did yeah. I don't know if I touched, but it fucking came off. <laughs> <laughs> Same story. It's we're it's so crazy how quick our reflexes are that we get convinced that we didn't touch. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, no, we didn't touch. And like the whole balance thing of that. Little if, shit, uh, oh. I landed directly 
Yeah, that one. Your head, your head movement is like. <laughs> it's ba it basically what it boiled down to is after watching all these clips, that door is just way too heavy. Yeah. Oh, Roxy, you want to be? You come up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Let me get the mic. <laughs> Lower the mic. Could probably get her to speak. I like that though. Science. So so silly. Yeah. It would have been. It would have been pretty. Cursing funny, Tate Ross Kelly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was, uh, I don't think I slow-moed it, but like that, so you could see. If you see my left hand, yeah, that's, boom, right there, yeah. my thumbnail just got destroyed on yeah. that. And then little little bar cheek action. Oh, I did hit my. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Oh, though. it hit my helmet. Yeah. Ooh. I kind of speared it. But I that, did not notice that. That is weird. Like you could see how quick, because look at the bar move from there to yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, it's because it hits the ground. Yeah. That's what's happening. So. And then I'm just wrapped up in my bike. Yeah. <laughs> but you laugh. Quick little rim promo. Yeah. Well, laughing is, laughing okay, is. Uh, how are the rims holding? What is what is that called? <laughs> when you're like afraid. Yeah. It's like a coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah, coping mechanism. It's like it's like if you if if, if you're about to get in a fight with somebody and someone punches you, and you go like, <laughs> but they actually hit you really hard. Yeah. And you just want to be like, oh, that was nothing. Yeah. But no, you're actually fully scared now. <laughs> yeah thanks tate i think was this a, is this the last clip we filmed oh no duh the fucking banger is the last clip we filmed oh i was like i don't even remember what the last clip was so at this point uh my i had hurt my back and so i was a fucking disaster and so i, I, I was <laughs> i was always thinking like I, this is going back to the conversation earlier this is where my head is at i'm like fuck i'm just standing there while they're lifting well, up the thing this, and i'm yeah. like somebody's gonna think like i'm not helping Welcome and i'm like Roger. yeah like but but yeah you see, were... that's it but that's what i'm saying like i still have my like head case, like perce yeah. perception image issues you yeah. know so and yeah, I, I don't know if it, i feel like i got worked up about the podcast off? comments but whatever podcast comments. I, yeah just the the, I said I lose thousands on this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The podcast is part of our BMX. Yeah. But in a sense, when you, you know, you need to make money. We pay people every single month. And it's like if you have an aspect of a business that continues to lose money, generally you, you as a business, it. yeah, you don't do trim that anymore. Yeah. But, like, I enjoy doing the podcast. And I don't even, I don't want to search out. I don't want, like, as you said earlier, like, oh, do you ever do a commercial? or yeah. like. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like, and now we're going to take a sponsor break. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. I think that's kind of corny. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not actively searching for sponsors for the podcast. I don't care if it makes money. Yeah. But at the same time, negative comments can permeate your perception of something. And especially putting myself out there and talking yeah. for hours at a time. And somebody goes, yeah, that guy's a fucking idiot. Or that guy's a dick. Or I don't like him. You know, it's, it's like... like Kind of gets you a little bit, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah, you could, you could fucking kill it. Who yeah. knows? I could yeah. kill, you know, like indirectly, but like, yeah, and but I'm not close to that. By and you know, that's but. like to make it about like a personal thing. That was one of the slight fears of coming on here. A lot of people are only gonna see me as this. Yeah, you know, they only yeah. see me as the Instagram thing, and like, and I keep, I keep a lot of my personal, personal life under wraps. Like, yeah. you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah. You don't like. People didn't know certain things about my life because I'm not out and, you know, about it. So that was one of the other things where I'm like, oh, man, if you sit me down with people that I'm comfortable with, I'm going to start opening up and sharing yeah, stuff. Yeah. And if, if that doesn't get well received, well, I'll have to deal with that later, you Fair know, enough, and yeah. realistically, I don't care because 
I like being open and we need people to be more open. Yeah. And that's what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. Cause there, there's like a fear of being exposed, but then the amount of exposure that you allow yourself to be will actually bring better people into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Not under false guises of exactly. being a certain way and exactly. you're not actually yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. um, banger. Banger clip. So we, I drive by this all the time. So do I. Yeah. And so I literally, I pulled up, I finally, I was like, I'm going to send this to Maddie. I'm going to pull over on the freeway because that's the best vantage point to, to show this spot. And I'm like, I sent it to you, pull over on the freeway, shoot the photo from the freeway. I filmed the clip from, from the, from, from the freeway. freeway and, and, uh, and so you, you went and looked at it yourself separate from me and you're yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, super doable. Yeah. yeah, so I came up with a fake name. I was going to join a garden club just to get access <laughs> to the fence, and somehow it got opened. You know? Yeah. So, it's just how but it I mean, goes. like that. I mean, dude. That, like, I get. Uh, I don't because you brought up Garrett Burns. Yeah. There is a little Garrett Burns esque. Of course. From that. From that. I mean, cl- clip, that, like is big. That's that's why I'm paying homage to certain people and um moments in bmx history like that's why i'm wearing that anthem shirt yeah exactly because it's like this this is the stuff back in the era that convinced me that this is one of the most amazing sports ever yeah Yeah. and you know bmx pulled me away from soccer pulled me away from baseball pulled me away from basketball yeah i was an avid jock if you knew me back in not high school middle school if you knew me back in middle school i was an arrogant piece of shit who was a jock. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I was. And then we found bikes and it was like, whoa, I don't need to rely on anybody else to do this. This is just me. Mm-hmm. And you get to watch your friends land tricks and get stoked. So yeah, I needed to pay homage to the people that got me excited about bikes. So that's why this type of setup had to be done with an Anthem shirt. That's like, sick. It just that's had, sick. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that it was. That was a, the whole. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'd love to wear my leather vest in this, but yeah. I didn't want to cover up the Anthem shirt. Yeah. You know? That's sick. And that's that was sick. like, I'm wearing this because even though it's like a remake, obviously, and it was for Sean Burns, yeah. you know, to help him with the with his spinal injury. And there's just something about like, before going there, I put it on and I felt the mid school kind of like flush over me, even though I have never really left the mid school. I just felt that. And I'm like, this is one of those things where I'm just want to pay homage. That's cool. You know, that's what's up. Yeah. And what's, what's hard to see in this clip is when I turn around, I have to bunny hop over some pipes. You'll notice it right here. I bunny hop over pipes before that on loose fucking gravel. And it just worked out perfect. Yeah. That worked out so well. (laughs) I already told you, I want to go back and one up myself, but I don't know. Maybe I, that, that roof is just so sturdy. It is. It's And knowing that we can scrape that much of the gravel away made me feel pretty good. Yeah. I was nervous it wouldn't scrape that easy. Oh, yeah, I yeah. scraped Fuck a good, like, that, five dude. feet of it. Yeah, that was such a... And then, you know, someone else asked, like, what's up with the hug and the bike? And I'm like, well, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not talking shit about how people react to celebrations, but I threw my bike one too many times in the past, and I've broken parts yeah. like, from a celebration. Like I'm happy and I throw my bike and break something. It just yeah. it doesn't compute in my brain. Yeah. So no offense to people who do that, but you know the majority of people you see doing that are probably pretty well off sponsored. Yeah. And they get yeah. parts if they yeah. break them. And so I just started to flip the script on that, like kissing my bike. Yeah. Hugging my bike. Yeah. You know, having. I, I think there was a lot of reactions to that, like yeah. in the sense of like. 
Oh, I thought not, I was. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get made fun of. I thought I was gonna get trolled on so hard for that. <laughs> well, everyone, it, you didn't know. I mean, like, I think you knew where the cameras were, but I don't think you were. You're like, I'm gonna hug the bike in front of the camera. Yeah. Like that was that was no real. Clue. Yeah, that, that was, was just real. a. That was like a. Right as I picked it up, I'm like, I just want to. I just want to pull you into my essence. Like, <laughs> you helped me in so many ways. Like just to be a normal person. Yeah. You know that bike is a therapy outlet. Mm-hmm. You know it is a vehicle of expression. And if you don't look at it like that, well, I hope you do at some point. Yeah. Because yeah. that is something that is allowing you to paint and distribute your art form. And if you don't love it, you got to reevaluate your stuff. Yeah. That's fucking, that's a powerful statement. Yeah. That is it, I believe. I think we just had the, just some random credit stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. Do I have time for one? Yeah, one you got more, another question. One more question. I mean, that was a that was a, a good statement at the end, so it's better be a good question. Well, it's from it's from Carlo Wick, oh, and okay. he said it was cool that you guys that you and your boys did the old Dirt Brothers spots edit. Um, did you know all those spots? And personally, I did not. Yeah, but that was something that I actually wanted to ask you. We can end it on this. You have such a integral part of the San Diego scene. I know there's probably more than just one. What what is what is like one of the most and I don't even mean crazy as in like tricks or just what's one of the most influential moments that you've had? Doesn't even have to be in San Diego. Yeah. But just the fact that you've been filming for so many years in this, what's something that has really set aside in your mind? I mean, I always think that the the craziest the craziest photo that I've ever shot and project that I've ever shot was the Tyler Silverdome Red mm. Bull Red Bull project. Dude. So that that's like my one where I'm like, like holy shit! Like that was something incredibly special just for yeah. the the history of that entire area and football and it crossing over and just honestly the the experience of being in that building for whatever it was ten days. Like I had never, uh, I I missed it. Yeah. Like, like I woke up and, and wandered that building and I like, it was like when that, uh, your phone, it was like at the beginning when your phone like tracked your steps mm-hmm. or something. And it was like, I was walking, uh, like I was doing like 13,000 steps or 15,000 steps, like somewhere between 10 and 15 and 20,000 steps, around it. just walking the stadium. And it didn't change yeah. every single day because the stadium was so big and you could go into the fucking bowels of it. And literally, it was covered with moss, and it was just like now, such an insane, creepy fucking place to have access had, to. You had access to it, yeah, hundred percent. So it wasn't yeah. an illegal thing. No, 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 ah. no. Yeah, it was. We had total access, and I mean, we were Red Bull didn't want us to put it out, but we were like fucking destroying building, like glass, like the size of the entire wall, like throwing fucking chairs through it and oh, stuff like amazing. that. And we were just going fucking nuts, and yeah. like being on the top of the building, and like. I mean, there's so many mem- like I I don't know if I've ever said this one in public, but like Tyler being fucking crazy, he were on top of the stadium. Like, there's the he wanted to go th- from there, didn't he? No, no, no. Oh, okay, fuck no. <laughs> uh, that like the thumbnail for the for the entire video. He's like literally on. We're on top of the stadium, on top of like an air conditioner unit or some sort of like electrical thing that is like a storage container yeah. size, and he's doing a hot bar, and yeah. that was fully like. I was like, hey, you should go out there and we should do a hot bar. 
you know, like for a photo because you could see the entire fucking stadium yeah. and I'm on the corner of this thing and you're literally like, it's not like if I fall off, I'm still going to fall like whatever, 10 feet, but it's like, you can see the whole thing and it's so fucking crazy just visually. Yeah. And then at a point we're up there and Tyler's like, oh, and he fucking climbs down and he's on the outside of the stadium and he's hanging on to a bolt like the size of like maybe the microphone, like your hand size, like, like about that thick. He's hanging on like a pretty hefty bolt, but for it, whatever whatever the size of the stadium is, the highest point, that's what he's hanging off of, like 120 feet. And he's like, "Oh, shoot a photo!" And I'm so like freaked out that I, I'm like, I shoot the photo, but it's like totally out of focus, like just totally like <laughs> like fucking. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I got it, like yeah. you know. And he like looks at, it, he's like, "Nah, like let's redo it." And I'm like, I'm walking away. Like I, I'm not, I'm not participating. So Sorry. that's like one of his things. He likes hanging off. He likes hanging off shit. And then we were like breaking stuff. Like I think I have a couple photos. Like maybe him throwing something. And Red Bull was like, "You cannot put that out. Yeah. Like, like you're fucking breaking." It, I mean, it's what else is that? They're going to abandon. They're going to destroy the entire building. Yeah. Like we're going to do it, but like just the act of like yeah. destroying something. They're yeah. like, "Nah, you can't do that." And it was like we were just fucking wrecking it because we were there for so long. And there were so many different downtimes yeah. and stuff like that while they're setting up shots and stuff. It was just like. But it's such a cool thing to be a part of. And then that truck and the call. Yeah. I mean, fuck, we do a whole podcast on it. Like, yeah. Tyler wanted to do some other stuff. And he, like, fucking, it was fucking scary. It was like a, it was like a roof to rail. And then, and then, like, a three off. And it was fucking gnarly. It was, like, like a banger of anything else, yeah. you know? And, you know, he, like, broke down and fucking cried. Yeah. You know? Because it was, like, he was up there for hours. And he's got, like, 30 people, 20, 30 people, like waiting on him yeah like obviously supportive totally. but in the end it's like it's like me him and somebody else and we like just go somewhere else and he's like fuck dude like so much pressure and yeah. just like all this stuff and it's like it's like this is yours man like yeah. if you don't if you're not feeling it don't fucking do it nobody's gonna be like where's that roof derail that yeah. they didn't know ever existed <laughs> you know like and it's still gonna be good like it focus was such on, an amazing yeah movie. you know and it's like and then the truck and him fucking hitting that thing and that guttural sound he made Ugh. yeah so i'm going off on tangent but that what that literally it was like and then the photos were fucking everywhere it was like one of the photos was like red bull's like second best photo of the year wow it was on the fucking uh i shot the photo uh like basically i ended up shooting the cover of the sports page for the san diego union wow. tribune and the photos were like other places too and it was just like it was just weird. It was just a cool experience. Yeah. You know, awesome. like uh, it is definitely one of the cooler ones. And then there's been, there's been other scary ones. Kaczynski at El Toro, Morgan oh, photos, geez. double loops, like stuff like that, you know? So there's been some in even Kaczynski's rail cover. I don't know. Is it up here? No, that one. That's oh, one God. of the, yeah, Gary's, Gary's, Gary's thing, which huge pipe. I don't know if you can see it. Where the fuck am I? I don't even know where yeah, I'm in my own fucking podcast. No, out of the shot. Uh, but like that whole scenario is fucking amazing. Like one of the gnarliest things that I don't think anybody ever can it, comprehend. Yeah, you know? and like so, the height that he's is over that thing. He's running a thirty-eight gearing. Because <laughs> he was running, a, and and that was like, and that's the amount of speed that because he, he was casing and he got a flat tire, and and Adam Watkins was there, and he was running an eight, and so Gary was already running like a higher gear. He just and then grabbed he his like, back wheel. Yeah, and he literally just started from as far back as he could. And he's like, this is this is the last one. Like, I'm going to give it every single thing I had. And he's oh literally, I mean, if you look at that photo, I'll he's have to. five uh, feet up. He, I easy. mean, from, from the lip. Oh, from the lip. The, he's, same thing. He's like t- 10, 12 feet. Yeah, like, easy. He's over insane. a basketball hoop yeah. height. 
how do you not just like let your bike go and be like, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm fucking die? High. Yeah, like it's yeah, insane. That's so, amazing. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool, a lot of cool moments. Yeah, but, this yeah. is it's, it's it's just good to hear because you've been you've been so around it yeah. for so long. Yeah. you know. And like I said, it kind of gets a little like I said hardened at of a course. point. You know, get a little desensitized to yeah. to certain things. But then sometimes I'm like, it's fucking impressive. Yeah. You know, like so it's it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but make it a fucking about me. Jeez, dude. <laughs> Got me going. So, but uh, thank you, Maddie. Thank you. You know I love you. I I'm, love you. I'm glad. I'm glad to see you're doing better. Fucking healthy. 20 pounds back. Dude. So. Getting up there. I got five more fucking, pounds to go back to 185. I, I, know there's, I know there's a dude out there that I've seen him comment that he has Crohn's. So, uh, you know, like I think it was a different subject, but mm-hmm. he was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm living with Crohn's as a disability," and I and 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 so it's real for people that if yeah. you hear this shit out there, like, like, fuck. and it's and it's and in, and Maddie filmed with this. He was you yeah, you didn't, didn't know it at the time, realize. but you're dealing you're dealing with this shit the whole time. So and the thing that's crazy is like it's such an individual thing. Like everyone experiences it in their own ways. Yeah. That riding actually helped because it would take my mind off of stuff. And like I said, I would ride and I wouldn't feel anything. I would just be like, I'm riding. Here we are. I'd stop and I'd get like those weird bubble guts. And yeah. I'm like, dude, this is so crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's just, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people. And like, I didn't want to make it public until the podcast, yeah. you know, cause I'm, I'm embarrassed. It's, it's an embarrassing thing, but with the people that know me, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed yeah. and they connect me with other people. And sure enough, I realize, Hey, it's okay that you're um kind of having discharge in your underwear like yeah. that, that's okay like yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen for a while yeah. until you get this figured out you know yeah the human body is a crazy thing you get older you uh you find out you're not fucking invincible yeah it's fucking it's bizarre you it know is. so it, it's it's important to talk with people because even though other people and, and and in a sense too you opening up about stuff it gets other people to open up and be like wow i i been going through something as well yeah. and it and it and it's a healthy thing to yeah. to figure out that you actually have a support system yeah. that you didn't necessarily know about so yeah. for the for the for the general people out yeah. there so. so if you guys have any questions or any advice or suggestions or anything feel free hit me up you know yeah i would really appreciate it i've heard from quite a few people and knowledge is power yeah so Give me some more power. And invite him to dinner. Invite me to dinner, too. I'll be your dinner guest. Just make sure it's a, you know, it's a low FODMAP type of food. And like, you know. I'll send you my dietary requirements. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you all the restrictions. <laughs> Thank you. Thank dude. you, guys. Peace. Hell yeah. You're the first person, and I'll say it, it'll be the credits over this. Okay. You're the first person that I didn't have any questions written down. Oh. Out of all the podcasts, because cool. I knew I knew it would be good no matter what.